All right. And we are finally live. The last word. Low Cognito Ibantis. Ty Guy Travis fresh on this controversial Thursday evening be, campfire. But, yeah, that's fine. but you know, we gotta have some fun with it, man. We gotta have some fun First with it. It's always controversial. Always yeah, controversial. We're live. Because we're, we're live. live. E, the cheetah. How are we doing, sir? Uh yeah, going around tracks as fast as I can. Um yeah, I've been playing a lot of Forza. Um I did review it, but I wasn't happy with my review, so I actually want to kind of just do a better job for practice for myself. So I'm going to post it back up for the public launch later. Mm -hmm. um, I myself gave it an eight because I don't know if I could quite get to a nine now. I do feel like the platform will be like a nine later because you got mm -hmm. Nurburgring, you got a couple tracks coming. They're going to be doing cars that will get there. Couple mm -hmm. tweaks, but it's like, what are the main things you do in a Forza game? You drive. The driving experience is absolutely fantastic. So like they got that. Physics I turned is good. the physics are good. The weather effects, the lighting, the new tracks, the cars. I drove a 650 horsepower Corvette rear wheel drive in the rain and had fun. Like mm. I got a loose rear end going around corners, but it's like I don't know the last time <laughs> I could control. <laughs> I could control a slide around a corner the way I was. Come on, it's a car thing. <laughs> You said it was very pause worthy. We're I, gonna did, let you go. bro. I did set you up on the words. Don't lie. I crash. I do crash plenty, but <laughs> yes. Um, but it's just like I had a lot of I had I had goofy fun doing that. But I'm also like the rivals driving where you're like shaving off like tenths and thousandths and hundredths of a second to beat that next ghost. I love that part. So I could sit in there for way too long, having fun in the career. The AI will give you a run for your money. Now I'm doing this all on my. <laughs> Apparently I'm greened out oh. right now, so oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't even <laughs> see it on camera. You can't even see it. Yo, yeah, there's wild. the back that's of it. So funny. But wow. I went to my other Xbox Series controller just died, so I went to um, Best Buy and did the Best Buy protection. So per cog. Not, oh, best, best. Oh yeah. Oh, that's the best hustle in the business. Absolutely. Uh, mm -hmm. So I did that, and then been playing, and I have been having fun. But the other main mm -hmm. thing you do in this game is you get cars and you upgrade them. Mm -hmm. The upgrade process. Let's go. Has issues. I know what they're going for. I can mm -hmm. say that based as like, and I think they've said it in videos too. They're like, you're not going to own like 500 cars. You're going to have like your right. set cars. You're going to fall in love with them. My issue with the upgrade process is you don't get a lot of choice as so you level up a car, which I actually like the concept of like as you drive a right. segment well, drive it even better, you get a few more yeah. car XP points. Positive reinforcement. It yeah, it's like you're getting mm -hmm. that dopamine hit constantly. Yep. Very kudos see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the problem is, as you get car levels and you unlock certain upgrades, it is the same upgrade on every car in the order. So if you want, hey, weight reduction, mm -hmm. level 20, no matter what car it's on. If it is available on that car, it's always level 20. There's no variation. There's no choice in how you upgrade. Got the it. other issue with that is, like, so if they're always on the same level, Mm -hmm. The problem is, like, what if the first thing I want to do to my Corvette is just put tires on it? Mm -hmm. Maybe it takes me a few levels to get there, but as soon as I get to that level, I do like the fact that the car points are just exchangeable. It's not money. Yes. So, yes. like, the car points are just change out here, turn this on, turn this off. Cool. I love the quick exchange. Mm -hmm. But if nice. the first thing I want to go for is a tire compound upgrade, just, like, mm -hmm. let me put stickier tires on my Corvette. I'll unlock it in a few levels. Let's see how this feels. Yeah. I have to get to level 11 no matter what. I get Got no it. choice to do that early. So... There's no choice in what you want to upgrade. It's and then there's also, path. it's yeah. the same upgrade path for every single car. So whether it's like a race car or a spec beyond, you're doing the same thing it. every time. 
Now, okay. as you level up and go slowly, and this is where I can see what they're going after. If you take a stock car and then you buy it and you spend and you have like $20 million after playing the game for a while, turn it into a rocket ship and the average person tries to drive it, you're going to run into walls and all the other, like it's going to be hard to control. If you start with the stock car, then you get a little more power, then you add some springs, then you get some better brakes, then you add some better tire, and you do this gradual progression, you're going to get faster with the car as right. you build up your knowledge and how the car feels. Mm-hmm. So I get what they're going for, but early on that'll actually probably feel okay later on when i do have 20 million credits i'm like i could buy 20 cars but it's also going to take me 50 hours right. to level up all those cars level and them up. yeah and like one thing i worry about you're going to see like tape or something on the right, on the gas gonna, pedal uh, and you're oh, going to yeah. turn on full assists on like a 100 lap race and people are going to level up while they sleep and that i think is one of those pieces of feedback long term that i don't yeah. know if they'll change it but that's my one main gripe Mm-hmm. Um, the courses are a little limited right now, but it's because they rebuilt the whole damn thing from literally the surface of the limited as up. far as the Total. amount of tracks. Okay, so in past um, Forza games, there would be more, or yeah. just in general, there's generally more. I tracks. mean, even in seven, there was more, but they also said they rebuilt all of them from scratch. So got they're it, working on like Yas Marina's next month. They've got another one in December. The iconic Nurburgring Nordschleife is like a 12 mile track, and it's like one that everybody knows, but also that's going to be in spring of 24. Got it. Okay. So it's I like, I well, it's like a year from now, probably a nine. Right now, with just kind of the current status and my issue with the upgrade system, it's an eight. Mm-hmm. But I will tell okay. you, the driving experience, fan freaking tastic. Got the core thing. Uh, the other thing is, I want to play Cocoon, and I just don't have time. But that game, I've heard great things. A buddy of mine played it and beat it, and it's from the uh, the other half of the Limbo and Inside guys, because one was Somerville, yeah. and this is the other one. Well, yeah. And I mean, IGN gave it a nine. I've only heard great things, so yeah, I definitely want to play that. So yeah, I got to check it out. Those are my people. Yep. So that's no, what I've been doing. No doubt. And I'm Trav- waiting for Lords of the Fallen. Hopefully nice. soon. Trav, what yeah, 2000? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> how those eyebrows are doing, bud? <laughs> yeah. What 2000 games are you reviewing, sir? What's going on with you? I'm actually just reviewing one game right now. Although I think since we last spoke, I got the High on Knife review out for the oh, DLC. Um, Is that which, like a couple hours or something? It's a two-hour DLC. Um, okay. Which is like just enough time to remember how to play the game. And then the then it ends. Um, so... <laughs> It's kind of unfortunate, uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a fine game, but two hours, it's not really worth dusting that one off. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave it a six and then mm-hmm. I've, I'm like 30 hours into Lords of the Fallen. Mm-hmm. Um, Lords of the Fallen two. Let's be honest. It's two. It's the sequel. It's the They're sequel. just calling it the Lords of the Fallen. Uh, I guess in an attempt to, for people to forget that Lords of the Fallen mm-hmm. one was a thing. Um, but yeah, uh, I can't talk about that, but my review will be out on the 12th. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you like Souls Likes, you probably should look out for my review. Because it's, it's a Souls Like. It's a Souls Like game. So, nice. 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 Yeah. Nice. Yeah. For me, um, <clears throat> I don't even know. Can we talk about Assassin's Creed Mirage yet, Trav? <laughs> it's public. I mean, the review's yeah, out. It's okay. Uh, the, review, the, review, the review embargo lifted uh, today. Okay. I we got it late, <laughs> so um, I'm just new. So yeah, I play. Yeah, I mean, I got bottom. I got a code at embargo. I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, all right, I guess this is what it is. So no, it's all good. But yeah, I, I was having fun with it. You know, obviously, I'm a classic Assassin's Creed guy, the old school, the one which you move between the crowds and you do all your little Jerusalem stuff. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying so. I, I like I like it so far. You know, I'm I'm more about the heavy stealth focus. The controls a little issue for me, but 
so far so good. You know, I can't can't complain too much. I, I like what I was playing, and then um, I was playing this little turn based game. Hmm? You can't complain too much. This is a foreign concept to me. <laughs> not too much. Not too much. So for me, that I was playing um this little indie joint. I mean, it's actually in Game Pass. It's called uh Lamp the Lamp Lighters. Yeah. Yeah. I previewed yeah. that game. Oh, okay. Tell what was your thoughts on the preview? I'm very curious what your thoughts are. I thought it was a really interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Um so what's what's this is super weird. I don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't expect this to come up today, but what's weird is uh this version of the this preview, mm-hmm. I've never had this happen before in my entire you know, 15 years of <laughs> doing this for games. Uh they gave us a preview and I downloaded it and I opened it up and it was an old version of the game from a year and a half ago mm-hmm. when apparently their entire premise of this game was completely different where wow. it was like a map based, like almost like risk where you were like going into risk encounters and doing fights and stuff. And so mm-hmm. I accidentally played that for like four hours without realizing it wasn't the right thing. And the entire time I was thinking, this doesn't even look like the same game. Like it doesn't have like the 1920s like 20s, vibe. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. I was like, what is this game? It's so random. That's and then wild. I finally backed out and I looked at the trailer and I was like, okay, something is going on because I have like the wrong version of this game. And then I downloaded it and I played the new one and it was like, I mean, that was like a glass of cold water after playing that, like, because you could tell, like, the, it was so unpolished, dude. It was, it was, mm. honestly, it was kind of insightful because after I did the preview, I went back and I played the old version that I had access to and I was just yeah. kind of comparing them. I was like, wow, look at game development. Yeah. These, yeah. Guys, <laughs> these guys really changed, like, a lot about this game. It's kind of crazy. So, um, that's dope. Uh, yeah. But yeah, my, my thoughts were, um, it's it's pretty good. I mean, I know that that's your bag, dude. Those uh, turn-based stuff. I thought mm-hmm. the 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 game did a really good job at like telling story and having like a. I like that it had like stealth sections in between yes. the because yes. it's not like XCOM where you do a small encounter and then you go yep. back to the base. Yep. You you do a small encounter and then you have like a little bit of like interlude where you do stealth and stuff and then mm-hmm. another encounter starts. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Um, I did think the. I mean, I only played like the first like three hours in the preview, yeah. but I, I felt like it was a little simple yes. for the yes. XCOM thing. Yes. Like it was just very like straightforward and stuff, but mm-hmm. it could be really good. And that team seems like they're uh, like they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like the boss fight I played. Cool. Not, yeah, I liked it too. I liked it. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. We have, have the same kind of analysis of it. I was thrown off because as a turn-based guy, I'm used to, okay, you start the match and then, okay, here's the tactical stuff and, you know, your turn, my turn. The game starts off, you're like exploring and walking around in real time and... Mm-hmm. Then it was like stealth sections, like you said. Then you could switch between like one character was really stealthy, another character was like the bruiser kind of thing. And then you have these things you could do in real time that are a limited amount of times. You can knock people out, do stuff. But then it was very like limited. And then after a certain amount of time, you now have to engage. And that's when you initiate real uh, turn base. So I was like, this is interesting. At first, I was starting off not liking it. And then I was like, this is kind of interesting. This is a unique kind of kind of take on it. So yeah, I thought it was I thought it was decent. So I, I, clearly, I'm still liking it. I'm still playing it. So you know, I want to get a little farther with it. But I've been doing that. And then um, what was the second thing? I was just AC Moran. And then obviously, this this game we play. Uh, Destiny. I finally started to play. <laughs> I put in a lot of Welcome. hours. How's the yeah. How's the new game experience been for you? You know, as a new player. Yeah. yeah. 
Right. Well, I'm just so glad when I came in, it was post-patch. It was no baboons and centipedes and error codes and that I had to avoid. So I played trials as well. So yeah, a lot, I couldn't believe it. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. And obviously, we will talk about the seasonal story stuff. But yeah, finish that up. But uh, yeah, it, it was fun to be back. It was fun to be back. I, it was... um. It's been a minute, and I definitely got some good RNG on the Lost Sector on my first try. I got my Warlock gloves, the um, the ones that give you the Void Souls consistently. The which ones? The old. You ain't hit that, that new Warlock joint where, you know, you on Void and you throw the little child of the old guys. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you could pick it back up, yep. throw it again, and have multiple draining. And, oh, that thing is nice. I like it. It's cool. It. Mm-hmm. I love when your exotics are uh, fun to use and beneficial for your class. Hey now, hey. How, how's how's going on the tight side of things? Like? What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> That's Ooh. what I was wondering. Must be mm-hmm. must be nice. Weird, weird concept. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, as we're a little late to start the show, we can jump into the fun stuff. Yeah. yeah. So Let's Destiny Two season finale quest occurred this week. Uh, do believe we all played it. Give me mm-hmm. your IGN rating out of 10 for the season finale, and then also just the story in general. I will give it a 7 for both. Okay. Meaning good, not great. So I really like uh, that this felt like a proper story where we're actually doing stuff and getting things done. Um, my biggest criticism is that Bungie continues, and this is a problem with lots of EUs, lots of expanded universe things, is that they're afraid to make big decisions because they know not everybody's playing. And so they have this weird like problem where they have to neatly put all the pieces back right where they started at the beginning of the season. Um, and so they had to like bring Eris back to Earth and they had to, you know, all have all the bad guys go away. And really the only thing that changed was Sabathun's now out and about, although she's you know, not near here. So it, it doesn't really affect the player too much. So um, I thought it was cool. I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that we, that something actually got done, but again, it's like, it's a, a Zivu, a wrath problem that normal players won't have known anything about. And they, you know, it's just weird that you can completely miss Eris Morn becoming the most powerful hive god and yeah, all that stuff. Like, that if, if you didn't play this season, you could just not know that that yeah. happened and be like, oh, yeah. where's Eris? Still what's, goofy what's, old Eris. Yeah, like, what's that lady point. do? It's like she could have ruled yeah. the entire universe if she wanted, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I tweeted this out. Nobody liked my tweet, but I tweeted that uh, Eris Morn is now the George Washington of Destiny because she had this opportunity to seize control and become a, 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 a dictator. And she was like, no, you know what? I'm going to let it, I'm going to let it ride. That is not an analogy I expected to hear tonight. That's uh, that's an mm-hmm. interesting one, but it's fitting. It's very, it yeah, mm-hmm. she 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 refused the crown. I think that's there's not that many people historically who have ever done that. Mm-hmm. And apparently now one of them is a creepy mm-hmm. three-eyed lady. So mm-hmm. pretty cool. Cog rating yeah. rating and rating. It? So, so the finale rating and then oh. the season of the witch story rating. I like the story a lot, so I'm gonna say eight for the story. Um, I, I do have some pushback with Ikora's involvement because in the beginning she was like, "All right, let's do it. I'm worried," and then she's giving me conflicting messaging during whether or not 
you know, she wanted Eris to do what she needed to do. And then it was clear, like, Eris is doing this. <laughs> and, and and I don't know. I just She just gave me mixed back. I'm like, are you in or are you out? I guess that was my thing with her. But at the end of the day, though, I do like um, that she was, you know, she's being utilized. Because remember, this is character. Let's be honest. I can't, we don't get a lot, I feel, sometimes. So I, I like that that um that um interaction. I, I felt the hive stuff was good. Um I feel like Ikora was okay. around for kind of like the hidden and they were watching over Savathun's body and there was like that yeah. kind of tie-in, but yeah, it was a little the, loose. The reason why the story is an eight for me is Imaru is the star of the show. I am here for all the Imaru foolishness. <laughs> he is like the little mob boss of the hive. He reminds me of like some Italian dude who's like, this ain't gonna work. Well, she's gonna run on there. She's gonna get killed. We, like, like she, he's always negative and, 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 and pestering, and, and he's just hilarious. <laughs> Good. Uh, you want to jump in on tomorrow? I can see. <laughs> I, I have to jump in one thing on tomorrow because I agree with you, like theoretically. I yeah. want to agree that I like Mario. I think whoever is writing his dialogue is doing a terrible job. Uh, because his comebacks aren't good. I can tell whoever wrote him is probably a nice person who isn't good at being mean. And it like they need someone like me, me in the room. Too nice, yeah. Yeah, be yeah, like me they writing need... Amaro and it needs to be Travis writing Amaro. Yeah, yeah they, they need they need a Travis in the room who has roasted people for money and yeah, just like to write the dialogue. Cause there was a line this week that I like actually made me put down the controller and cringe, yeah. which was that he was like uh what was the um uh something about or we're gonna have graves or whatever yeah, oh yeah he's yeah, 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 yeah. Here, here's what here's what it'll say on your tombstone yes and then and then, Ar- and then eris was like oh no you know we're not that's not gonna be not what's gonna on happen. our tombstone and then he's like that's right because you won't you have one, one. Yeah, 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 yeah and i was just like dude <laughs> Oh, is that literally up. the best you can come up with? Like <laughs> my thing with him though is he talks so strong, right? And then when the beef finally happens, when it's he dips, yeah, bro. Yeah. He was like, we gotta get out of here. Oh, oh my god, they they got I know about that one. He, he's coming, he's gonna destroy yeah. us all. Like I'm dipping. I'm like, yo, what is this guy? He, he's he a just punk ass bitch. <laughs> yeah. He's just like a fake little mob boss. Then I find out like, bro, you really don't want to. He's like, I'm going to be like a uh, Finch. Maybe because right now I'm, I'm in control of the hive. If, if Sabbath dudes not here, I'm like, yo, this dude is shysty. <laughs> Like, yeah. he, he he gave me entertainment. I have to admit, every scene I was entertained looking forward to what he was going to do. So the story for me was eight off of that. Now the finale, all right. I love what they tried to do, right? They they had it set up perfect. Okay, well, this is the moment we in the room, Sabathu's body. We like, okay. Then I hear Deb. What's her name? Deborah Green. E, what's her, is that her name? What's, her, what's the actress's name? Whatever. No, oh, I don't know. I forget, but I hear that voice. And then she yeah. comes over to Eris. And she's like, ooh, I like the glow of you, man. You, you got one shot, back. homie. What the? One shot. And I'm like, damn. That, like that quick. And then. Deborah Wilson. Was, Sorry, I was like, I knew that. Deborah wrong. Wilson. Thank y'all. And I, I hear, I'm like, I, I, like, when I hear her voice, I, I, I just melt. I'm like, I oh, love yeah. her. So, and she's like, one shot. And it was so abrupt. And then I'm like, all right. Then we get the the, the classic line. You know, oh my God, Eris Morn is now the most powerful hive because of this. Then she, by the way, the mm-hmm. explanation there, I also kind of take issue with because they were like, oh, she hasn't been killed by a hive. Another, yeah, and I, and I was like, I was like, well, she was killed by a guardian though. So is it 
is is it a fact that mm-hmm. guardians can't initiate sword logic because she should have yeah. had no power right if she was killed by a guardian like seconds ago I, yeah i felt I, like I, I danced around the the sword logic stuff yeah. yeah i'll be honest it, it got more confusing it, to me travis because I, like zevo wrath is just crazy like do you just listen to her during these what is it the summoning i don't know what she's talking about it's, like, one minute it's like we're sisters come on bloodshed death violence ah and i don't know what her true motive i think she's just so caught up in the ooga booga of the sword logic i don't know what's going on with her i cannot tell you but as far as um you know that she, you know she i guess you know eris you know forsakes the thing for to to get zivu's throne world power cut off which i get but the main thing that i have the most problem with is some of the best stuff is not in the cutscene. and i'm a guy that usually after i beat a cutscene, i really don't read the lore when when the lore books open up i don't i'm like whatever i actually read it because i was like i was like shaking what happened so i'm just like all right I'm like, yo, how they gonna leave all this part out about, you know, Sabathun, the collateral, the thing, she's still alive, she's still, you know, and then she had a, a great comeback, like, yeah, I deserve that, you know, whatever, whatever, and it was just so much Sabathun left on the table, so I have to assume that budget-wise or whatever, that was enough, that's all they could do, because it just, it's so much good content. There was a, also um Saint and um, Osiris, it was great stuff afterwards. It's the season after the the next expansion, right? Like that's, or sorry, the first episode. Like, isn't that first that's where we're fighting Ziva? I think that'll be the third episode, right? The first one's Vex, second one's oh, Scorn, third one I think. All I remember Hive. is I saw I saw the Hive one, and my first thought was, okay, so that's when I'll get to rub it and cog and ease face that I was right about Zivu fully being an EU character, and I think <laughs> this pretty much, I mean. We can agree this is not coming up in uh, oh, final, shape. Final, shape. final shape, right? Like, like she's it an EU. Seems character. like yeah, it seems it like seems she's like gonna it. be yeah. post final. Yeah, okay. yeah. which yeah. I'm okay. The fact that we didn't kill. You finish your thoughts and then I'll go. No, no, I'm pretty much done. No, I'm done. Okay. You go, you go yeah, yeah. I was like, I mean, I'm okay with the fact that we didn't kill Zivu in you know a season because she's right. a hive god. Granted, a little different status at this point. I am 100 percent with you though. When I read all of that stuff that happened with Savathun afterwards, I'm like, this would be Deborah Wilson shining. She would Bro. absolutely destroy everything Thanks. that would be said in that entire like lore entry. Just, you know, her her delivery in those lines. I'm like, I'm almost sitting there oh. picturing it as I'm reading it and be like, oh, yeah, you can keep Imaroni. He'd be like, what, what? No. And then he just she like flies <laughs> off and just... And yeah, it was like, awesome. about the, the, thing, the thing that was waved off in one voice line... Uh, after the cutscene where they're like, oh yeah, we're keeping Amario as a prisoner and she's leaving. Yeah, Yeah, because I didn't read the lore entry, but I got all of that. But in the logistics, I was like, oh, that's funny. We just didn't see any. Yeah, I can't boot up the game. I can't can't out on the the lore entry. Yeah, I can't find the lore entry. I don't read it, but yeah, Savathun, I think she went back to her throne world. That's, I think, what I gathered somewhere is that she's Mm. probably back in her throne world. Um, No, no, doesn't she not have access to the throne world? No, she does. Eris removed Zivu's access to her throne world. Yes, she, Zivu's removed. She banished correct. her from her throne world. So Zivu now her is power. She could kind be of in a sense now. mortal, basically. Yeah, she yeah. could be murdered now. So that was a different Zivu's twist. mortal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Savathun is, is still a hive guardian. Not, yeah, she's a guardian. Yeah, she's but she also has a throne world, so she's doubly immortal. Yeah. 
kill her once she'll get rezzed kill her twice she'll get mm -hmm. rezzed in her throne world like who knows but um i mean the the mission was fine i mean you know you're fighting the big dude oh, i, yeah, I yeah, had yeah. solar hammer on and wasn't nice. a big deal nice I I mean, there's a yeah, it's funny how easily you take down that that all-powerful yeah that's like yeah mr was like no no he's gonna so kill scary. us all yeah he's gonna kill us all they're coming and then we just like nuke him as and soon I'm as like, i hit him with one as soon as i hit him with one thing i was like this guy ain't shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah like and that was that is what i expect a seasonal boss to be though that is yeah, exactly what energy. i expect a seasonal yeah. boss energy yeah. Facts. um so it's like I'm glad that wasn't Zivu that we did that too because that oh, that, that would have been sucked. messed up. That would have yeah, that, that would have sucked. sucked. Uh, I didn't see the twist of uh, granted. Like I forget who was saying it, it might have been Tassie or somebody. It was like building up the you know like two gods fighting with all this power yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Amaru was like doesn't have the power, doesn't have the power. What's up, Savathun? Shink and like bro. And then she's taking all the power and be like, wait, she's got the power of all of the ties that we did. What mm -hmm. we just killed. On top of everything from Savathun, she's the most powerful hive god ever. Mm -hmm. And then she chooses to banish Zivu from her. So she did like the one thing kind of like mm -hmm. that was an option. It's kind of like yes. they're stuck in some tough spots in writing right now, but they're actually yes. like, because I mean, um, similar thing, it's Seraph. Only thing you could do is destroy Red. Only thing you can mm -hmm. do is destroy Sputin, because either way, if, it's, if he's on, he's going to be... A, in you know a trouble thing so then you've got mm -hmm. this turnaround it's like a trouble thing a trouble thing <laughs> are we just gonna gloss over that he said a trouble thing, trouble thing. <laughs> i don't know i, I don't know I feel like we was gonna be a world over. ender a traveler destroyer is that better uh nah, i'm just it. i'm gonna i'm gonna start calling you that whenever you do a trouble thing no no that's your title that's what you no, are you're a trouble don't thing. try to put this on me trouble thing <laughs> no, i don't know <laughs> You came up with the word. All right. <laughs> well, it was all for you. So enjoy it. Mm, That's thanks, your new buddy. title. <laughs> I'll just thanks, change your thing. podcast instead of your Twitter handle. It's just trouble thing. And trouble thing. <laughs> uh, trouble, trouble thing, Travis. Trouble thing, Travis. I kind of like thing, Travis. The triple T. Fit. Trouble <laughs> thing, <laughs> Travis. And it's just going to be T. like. Trouble thing, tie guy. Yeah, trouble mm. thing, Travis actually sounds better. But trouble thing, tie guy would be better. Trouble thing, Travis. <laughs> trouble thing tie guy the last trouble thing uh, podcast <laughs> a trouble trouble thing sounds like a villain in a dr seuss book <laughs> <laughs> that is 100 percent accurate that that's is hilarious. the best that's the best description uh, but i was mm -hmm. like but i was like like Rasputin, the only way to resolve that situation is for her to turn him off and that was yeah. what she had to do this is kind of a similar situation if you fight zivu in any way that is all she wants she, yeah. being the god of war so being given the option to have all this power and attacker might be able to kill her, or you have the option to use that power, go against the sword logic, which we'll see how that all plays out, but to mm -hmm. just destroy her connection to her throne world and mm -hmm. take that away was kind of one of those things that I didn't expect. I didn't know yeah. you could do that, but I didn't expect it, which I thought I appreciated, mm -hmm. but I'm also with you. It's like reading through the lore yeah. book going, I need Deborah oh. Wilson to be saying all oh. of this right because she would absolutely kill it, man. Killed it, yeah, yeah. So that was like uh, my biggest downfall when I heard that was a thing and then I read it and I was like, oh, you left so much on the cutting board. So much board. on the table. Yeah. And you know what it, I interrupt you, you know what it reminded me of is when Bungie started to hint to us 
oh, Savathun's not really involved that much in Final Shape. Now I'm starting to see, like, this is the resolution thing with her for the most part. I hope I'm wrong. And we do get at least a cameo during Final Shape in some portion. But I almost feel like they put her in storage now, again. And it's just like, I, I hope I'm wrong, because I just love that character. Oh, I know. I, I mean, love she, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Her just smug delivery of everything. Uh-oh. with it's. I mean, it's the god of cunning. Of course she's going yeah. to be, but she does an excellent job with the delivery. Bro, you see time. how she talked to Eris, though, before she got burnt? She was like, ooh. Well, that's why I was like, I don't know if anybody you can find that. Well, girl. I was, I was like, like oh. I was like, I can't pull up the game right now, because it would screw up the podcast. But, like, yeah. there's moments in there where she's like, oh, man, you really had me going, Eris. Like, the way she's talking to her, I'm like, I want to hear this. Hear this. Uh, so, Facts. like, that was kind of the letdown when I realized, like, when it ended, like, in-game, I'm like, eh, it's that's fine. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't ma- imagine the sweep, you know, she's yeah. still a hive guardian. Amaro can res her, but I was like, they didn't show it on screen. And then I read that and I'm like, oh, could have been so yeah. much better. I mean, they the fight show on screen for a reason, though, it's because it's I mean, I don't know why the, why they didn't show it on screen, I, I guess, because it's not super pertinent to the main story that they were telling. But like mm-hmm. the fact that she's out there and alive, I mean, that's a future yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, that'll be like the hive fight with yeah. Zebu maybe later yeah. on. We, we, that's a, we're getting a season of the Savathun or something yeah. at some point. That'll be the I, I just want her part of the Avengers, though. That's all it. I just yeah. want her at least some cunning involvement, you know, what I'm saying, to like, See, I you feel know, like that's kind of what we were hoping for was like building up the Avengers because you had Cabal and uh, you had the Cabal, so you had Keitel and you had Callus. Then you're gonna have Eris mm-hmm. and Mithrax. Then you're gonna have Savathun and Zivu. And you're gonna have That's this like big clash, like the end of Endgame. And now we're literally just like we've t- taken out Callus. We've mortalized Zivu. Um, what am I? Is Aramis? Is that the right one for Mithrax? Mm, yeah, I think I think yeah. it's Aramis. Yeah. So Aramis is mm-hmm. it's kind of wandering. She's not that powerful. She's I mean she's a fallen, but we've taken out plenty of fallen mm-hmm. stuff. So it's like. All of the icons that had decent amount of power, we've kind of taken them, uh, kind of taken a leg out from underneath them. So now it mm-hmm. truly is like us versus the witness. Yes, and there's not too much standing in between us at this point, as yeah. opposed to portal. this, you know, giant collective thing that we were going to put together. So yeah. it is a little disappointing that we never got the like coalition completed because we ha- we're working yes. with the fallen yes. and the. I we're, agree. We're working with the fallen. We're working with the cabal. That's what I'm talking we, about. We kind of we kind of assumed that the hive there was already a pretty good way to get them on our team because yeah. we knew Savathun wasn't all that bad, and she we were mm-hmm. hive guardians. So clearly, the traveler thinks that the hives have mm-hmm. something to offer the light, yeah. and so it's a little weird to just, at least so far as we know, have that mm-hmm. plot thread like not come to fruition because yes. it's gonna feel. It's going to feel weird if we never get a reason for why the Traveler gave the Hive the light. Because yep. my assumption was that the Traveler saw some good in the Hive and their potential to be allies against the Witness. It's like we have and one kind season of, and that just doesn't seem like enough I, time. I, I, I kind of thought like that would be what this story was about in the end is like us bringing Savathun back and then us finding out, you know what? The Hive have done bad things, but clearly the Traveler thought that they were good, you know, that they could be good. So mm-hmm. let's work with them. And it seems weird that we've just sort of like let Savathun go as a, it seems like a really important loose thread to have Yeah, going in, going into the final confrontation. Cause I bet we don't hear anything from Zivu yep. or Savathun in the final shape. And I agree. We still, 
We still okay. haven't really, really resolved any of the Vex stuff. Like, how are they going to feel about the witness showing up? It just seems. I feel like that's specifically super like the Vex is right after Final Shape. That is the first mm-hmm. episode. So that's the first episode. Events of Final Shape. That one might get touches, but I, I honestly would be surprised if they didn't really have any major involvement yeah. in the Final so Shape. So what series. is next season? Because now Savathun's saying we have what we need, which mm-hmm. that wasn't really spelled out. I, so before, before we get into next, I do want to comment <clears throat> on two things about this season. Um, the reason why what Travis said is so accurate and it bothers me so much about the unresolved thing with Savathun is because during the lore of this season, you kind of relate to. She's like, "Look, I had the right plan. We're supposed to take him, the traveler, lock it away. But you, and you stupid guardians, yeah. will mess up. But now look, now you need me. And then each week, you know that part. And then the other thing is, have you guys done the um, what is it, Embaru engine? Yeah, thing? I did both sides of it, bro. That is excellent stuff. It's like one is like cunning, and then you know you have to um to do it with the chest things. It's still not finished, though. It's still a third part that we yeah. have to do, right? There's Which they haven't unlocked part, yet. There's more radio messages. It's like the season isn't quite done. Quite over yet. the quest yet. is done. Yeah. Correct. Oh, Correct. That's so a little I, weird. Yeah, I just, I was just like, man, there's so much here with her. And to, to have her just, oh, we're going to let her go. We, we have collateral, though. And you know, it, back in my mind, I was like, you know, and this is going to backfire. So the, the, it, I don't see this imposing this strength and control over Savathun lasting long. So again, I'm just hoping that at minimums there's involvement with her in the final shape, but I, I, I don't know, man. It, it, it was, to me, it's an opportunity lost to, to just put her on the shelf and not use her at all for final shape. What's she making that face? Oh, oh no. uh, Shout face. out to Alvin for a $5 super chat. He's like, oh, need okay. a cog and he bonds us to give a real quick one to 10 rating on Stir, Ooh. Merciless, and Black Talon. No reason Travis already aced this question. I think mm. of this from PvE because I don't do that much PvE. Yeah. So it's like, Sturm and PvE is not good. I could have easily mm. been even lower, but I gave it a two. Merciless, mm. it's okay if you want to have fun and it, it did get a bit of a buff, but I don't think it's like in, it could be better than I'm thinking, but I gave it a seven. Mm. And then Black Talon, I just don't know if it does anything that different than like a legendary sword, especially the caster yeah. type. So I gave it a six. Yeah. So I was like, um, I could be way off, but that's yeah. Sturm, not good. I mean, it's it's okay. Five, you know what I'm saying? But Merciless is actually really good. I'm giving Merciless eight. <laughs> Sturm is good. If you dragging Sturm, you lit. I'm telling you, it's not as bad as people think. Merciless, I give it eight. A eight, that's really good. And Black Talon, that's like a. Four for me. I don't really use black talent like that, to be honest. So Travis, <laughs> so since apparently you aced the question with him, what did you say? Sturm is a 10, you guys. <laughs> what? You guys wow. are, yeah. Sturm is great. I don't, I don't, I didn't even think this would be controversial. I don't, are you talking honest, about PvP or PvE? PvE or PvP? PvP is, I heard, it's really good, the 120s. I think it's a 120. Yeah, I, I would, I mean, I would use it for both personally okay. i think three was this was this three geeks who asked this who was this uh alvin 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 mm-hmm. uh yeah i think alvin and Do i just agree theodore, on this perhaps oh my god theodore Messy. <laughs> i guess i guess alvin and i alvin and i just disagree or just agree agree on this one because we were i answered this question on a different podcast one when, when mm. uh, he super chatted it and uh he was just like yep aced it for all three so okay. i think mine were I gave higher for all three of those. Uh, Merciless is really good. I, Merciless, I think I gave an eight. Black Talon, yeah. nine or something like that. Okay. But uh, yeah, dude, I mean, 
I think Sturm is great in PVE. Well, to, in and, your defense, I mean, the hand cannon buff is really good this season. Have you tried hand cannons in like right, PVE con? It's yeah. really good. So, I, in fairness, well, I haven't gone all, back to Stern yeah, since like, the I haven't played that much. Yeah, Sturm has been good since it came out. Like it's one of the few weapons that's gone under the radar as being like reliable yeah, option ever since. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I mess mm -hmm. with I mess with Sturm. I like no, Sturm, also the Sturm feel of it. The feel of it when you shoot it. Oh, it's just I, like I, it's a kinetic hand cannon, and for me taking the exotic slot, it doesn't do anything special enough to special. me to take that, the exotic slot. So in a PDE that's mind, why I don't use it. It doesn't yeah. justify taking up the exotic especially in a primary yeah. department that's why it's so hard for me to prime put a primary exotic on in general that's not something unique already like an arbalist as a linear fusion break shields like depending on what i'm doing it doesn't serve me much purpose but that's yeah. the content that I. it's old reliable is just not flashy it almost has um revision zero kind of energy where it's like yo you know it's good right you know it's Thing, but at least Revision Zero has like anti-barrier or you know yeah. outbreak has like oh yeah. a little Steven Nanites happen after you do I, something. Some, sometimes I think people get distracted by like the fanciness of the perk and like how outlandish and weird it is, and overlook the fact that sometimes boring, we boring weapons are, are the best ones. No, that's valid. But also, like if you yeah. want to really use it, you've got to use Drang, and then you're limited into a hand cannon and a sidearm, which which cripples your flexibility of your loadout. It's effective. Yeah. You just you, you basically you have to commit to the style. That's what it is. And if you commit, yeah. you're good. Oh. I, I did I did say that, didn't I? <laughs> oh, okay. <Yeah. laughs> I, sorry. Okay, so I didn't mean to. Overall yeah, story of this season, pretty good. I think mm -hmm. that like seven to that eight range for just like seeing Eris build up, do the tithes, and you know, then severing Zivu on and overall. The finale mm -hmm. kind of came in with, I don't want to say like a wet fart, but a stage above that. Because mm -hmm. it was just like, you know, kill the dude. The, like, the cinematic was cool, but then when I realized how much was waiting, I was like, I want the other half of that now. So it's, the more I knew, it's like ignorance is bliss almost. Like, the end of the cutscene, like, she mm -hmm. takes it, then you realize she, um, you know, detached uh, Zivarath from her throne world. I'm like, cool. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, not a bad way to go. Didn't see that twist coming. And then you read what it could have been. I was like, yeah. oh, it could have been way better. So I think that's... Oh, uh, my my question is why why couldn't Savathun be a part of the final shape and the hive on our side? She could, but what like what what is the advantage of her being spirited away for a couple seasons and coming back? Oh, yeah, yeah, paid I, I think, but here, I think at this point, I mean, they paid it for a season though. They're not going to pay it for their main expansion she, to she have voice actors. She is everywhere. I mean, she, she? she was she's I a would Jedi. Love to see her in it, what you call it? She's she, a Jedi survivor. Five what, yeah. What, ha what happened to your Sony money, Cog? That you, you swore to me that they were going to have a ton of money and that they were going to get, Look, man, you know. I've been on an apology <laughs> tour every time I sing your name. Every podcast, I'm like, Travis, they might be right with this brain drain. I've been singing your praises, damn it. <laughs> let, right. me, uh, let me take my LMP. No, my point is, I don't think it's the cost thing. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, look, it, in the at the end of the day, they could have a different creative decision. They're telling the story, not me. But like, it just seems to me like a totally missed, a total missed opportunity to not have that faction of the hive and pay off on that. Because I think everyone knew that when the traveler gave the light to Savathun, that Savathun was eventually going to be a good guy, or at least that faction of yeah. the hive was going to find the way of the light. I I feel like that's 
a promise. It's like a promise that Bungie made that we're not going to see payoff in the finale. And that just feels weird. Preach. It just feels I'm weird preach. to me. Preach like, why didn't it. they just, I know. it would have just, it would have been so good. And I, I still, I still feel that way about, um, the Vex with, uh, old, old oh, man, boy. Travis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Old man, Travis, old man, Travis, uh, I, I, I feel, well, I forgot that guy's name. I always do. Asher, um, Asher, Asher, yeah, yeah. How could I forget that? Somebody said, <laughs> did I tell you that somebody heard Asher Mir talking in a destiny mission and they, they thought that I was on the phone with them. They, or they thought I was in a party chat. It was it was my my best friend's fiance. My best friend's fiance heard Asher Mir come out of the TV and said, "Oh, are you in a party with Travis?" And I was like, I was like, "Wow, she roasted me like that's super hilarious. hard on that." She, that's crazy. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I, I I still feel that way about Asher Mir. I feel like they could have used their time a little better and had Asher Mir kind of take over faction of the Vex and yeah. this Savathun thing to pay off. And I, I feel like it could have had a better. It just it just feels weird to only have half of the factions oh. on your team for the finale. You know, well, I hope, especially I hope the especially not the, mo- the you're missing the most interesting one. The most the inter- she's, bro, she's yeah. the most intriguing character. And especially the whole the the, the 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 giving her the light that whole payoff of the whole the hive have been tricked and all this time the enemy that we thought you know was deceived such a beautiful storyline so again I'm just holding out hope that maybe I just let at least have her like a, a scene where it's like you know where she she just shows up with the hive and like saves the day and saves like, that's the, the day. moment I want give her yeah, a moment just cool. give her yeah, a moment yeah. and we we have to recognize that without her. You know, it it turned the tide because obviously, they, right now, all they're paying off is we need her to get through the portal. She yeah, knows yeah. how to get through the portal. Like, all right, cool, but she needs to be an active participant in this war. Like, yeah. this is too critical. So I'm one hundred. I agree, sure. especially since she's against the witness. She has like a history of fighting against them after yeah. having worked with them. Yeah. She would be like a super useful informant like, since she knows yes. the most about the witness. Uh, I hope and she comes back some way. Next I, I, I feel. I feel like if they do the Han Solo moment, as as Mike called as it, Mike in the King, comments, yeah. uh, if they do the Han Solo moment with Savathun, then that means they can't do it with the Vex as well. Mm. And I feel like they could have had Savathun join up here, and then had maybe Ashramir show up with the faction of the Vex for that. Because I don't know. Again, I this is just my vision for how I would have done it, but it just it's it kind of feels weird going to the final battle without all the. The factions mm-hmm. united in some yeah. way. Yeah, so. absolutely. They're almost divided more than they ever could be at this point. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we have apparently a couple more radio messages. You said the embargo engine. I know we've got another chamber that we aren't yeah. completely done we, with. There's a couple. Think we get an exotic. What do you think we're getting out of that? I mean, what have we got exotics this season? I'm trying to think. We got. We got the seasonal one, which is the um. The little grenade launcher, the awkward one that has a little butterfly. Oh, I'm starting yeah. to like that now. I, at first, I didn't like it. Now, I'm starting to like it. You can, can have some moments, yeah. I like because you don't have to reload. You can just keep shooting. It doesn't do high damage, but you that don't have nice. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not having to reload is pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. For a grenade launcher, I like that. Um, we got that we one. Got with necrochasm with necro. the raid. Uh, bro, I have not even done crowd. I have not done that raid. I got to get in there. I've done it I haven't done that raid. once. Travis, mm-hmm. you said you cleared it this week? Or cleared what? Crota, you you it oh yeah, yeah. I'm doing a, I'm doing weekly Crota runs with a, a group um, on Fridays. So okay. I did it for the first time. We tried to do it the week before, uh, but the servers were just so bad. After yeah. one encounter, it crashed. 
Um, so we did a, we did our first clear last week and mm-hmm. I mean, it's basically the same rate. Uh, the only changes really are the, that new, uh, buff that you have to carry around, which yep. kind of just is, feels a little bit like a chore. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the same raid. Same. Decent. Gotcha, gotcha. It's decent, but I also played it 50 times like 10 years ago. So yeah, yeah. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, you still uh, yeah, got seasonal like, messages, and that's it, right? Yeah, seasonal messages, the one more in Borrowed Chamber. It seems like the way the Embarrowed Chamber doesn't seem to justify an exotic. It doesn't seem like the. It's not that hard to do. Like, right. I mean, especially once you figure out the chest the first time, and then you know which ones to shoot the second time. You have like one, two, and like. Unless there's you did the second there part. You did yeah. the second part yet? Yeah. With the skip over and all that? Mm-hmm. I, I just like it as a nice change of pace versus, okay, this week, do this mission, do this mission, or do the seasonal content. I thought it was like interesting. I thought they, it was a nice little mix up. Yeah. I mean, activity wise, we've had the Embargo engine. We have a couple bespoke missions. We've had the Sabathun Spire with its kind of three sets of like secrets that. and stuff. We've had the like Altars of Summoning. Say. Like seasonal offerings. Again, this is like, I've seen it on Twitter probably way too much that people are kind of apathetic to Destiny at the moment with just regards mm-hmm. to where things are yeah. at, kind of waiting. Travis said this is going to be a tough year and it's, you know, kind of fitting the way things are going. But the seasonal offering just in its own like little bubble, they delivered quite a bit. I agree. I agree. It just um, sucks. They have so much other stuff going on and technical issues going on. Yeah. Servers have been shaped, rough that I yeah. didn't even like, I mean, and at this point now they've even changed Crota's uh, necrochasm drops to where they're like, if you waited a couple of weeks with the new buffs for the oversoul, if you're lucky, you can do it just like contest mode and get it all. Yep. Oh, so, and you're definitely getting more yeah. drops. So honestly waiting paid off for you in that one. Yeah. I, I'm glad I waited. Cause my first clear was after they'd changed the drop rates for that stuff. So. Got it, got it, got it. Yep. I think I need 10 more. I already have like 10 after one clear. Yeah, Necro's I think I need good. 20 I think that's for the, best the weapon and 15 to get the catalyst on top. How's Necro? Is it, is... Yep. Necro's good? How are you liking it? I don't I have it any. yet. Oh, none of y'all. Okay, I don't have it. Ebontis, or how many uh, things do you have? Uh, not that many. I only did the raid once. I got like, and I did it before the buff, and I'm like four. <laughs> I'm in the lead with ten. <laughs> I'm gonna get Necrochasm before we, all of y'all. <laughs> Bro. I was like, if I get to do anything this weekend, if I get a chance to play the game I want to play, that's all I'm doing this weekend. So, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I just heard back from my editor on that one. Apparently, we are getting quote a stack, unquote, tomorrow, mm-hmm. which I th- I think confirms Hopefully that uh, going tomorrow. Then okay. Yeah, you're you're gonna get it tomorrow. Nice. Oh. Sorry if you don't know what we're talking about, chat, but yeah. <laughs> not everything's about you, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, so at this point, I'm going to kind of pass the podcast off to you guys, just being mm-hmm. the most clueless on the subjects that we're going to talk about now. Yeah. Um, well, which one do you want to talk about first? I guess the what You guys hear about. this? You no, hear, are you hearing? Have you been hearing all this? What? This craziness? No. I hear Don't a hear little behind you. What is going on? It's Fleet Week. What is that? Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. What, what you call yeah. Yeah. That's where the, the fighter jets break the sound barrier right over oh, my house for the entire week. I mean, that's kind of cool, but also I get like for it a podcast. It is super be... dope, but also yeah. when I'm podcasting, we're doing VO and it's just like my walls are shaking. Yeah. Uh, who did I see? I think it was Lucy James. Uh, where is she now? Game Spot? 
if I have that right? I probably uh, Ubisoft. Lucy? Yeah. Oh. Did she move to Ubisoft? I don't know, actually. I may have lost track. So. Um, but she said she Maybe was like recording for a review or something. And it was yeah, it was yeah, it was yesterday when the national alert went off. And she's like, na 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 bam. And it's like, oh god. <laughs> yeah. Like horrible timing. That thing was very loud and it worked. If you had your phone on, you probably couldn't miss that. But did you guys mm-hmm. see somebody made they they took that alert message and they put the uh Obi-Wan Kenobi uh warning after order 66 you know he sends out the alert this is obi-wan kenobi i i regret to inform that the the republic has fallen (laughs) (laughs) and i was like dude if i ever got that message i'd be like let's go (laughs) post clone wars era yeah that's what's up yeah i mean it was a controversial week hey Yes. So what is it? They they put out the tweet in reference to um, being Latin. um, A-E-O-X is more than just a location and a map. Just as being Hispanic is more than language we speak. We are proud to introduce our newest idea, Latin at Bungie. And this thing went pretty viral, like almost four, close to five million views. Um, The Latino community really responded in force. And... um, they definitely do not associate with the term, you know, as far as um, it being inclusive and how, you know, Latino and, you know, feel. So this was pretty big. And I think the the interesting thing that I wanted to comment on was more so, look, I'm not the affected group. So I'm kind of the same boat as you. I'm not the affected group, but I'm empathetic to how the group feels. And this, the overwhelming majority... Why? <laughs> I people know. ever called you, you, you by a term you didn't want to exactly hear, but exactly interesting yeah so you know the overwhelming majority is just hey this is insensitive you know this feels like a hijacking of our language our culture and my only concern with this whole thing is you know we know Bungie is very political they like to get out in front of stuff and I do feel for the most part things are good spirited. But the only thing that bothered me outside of, you know, just the shock of all this was their coming to find out they're like deleting responses and removing replies. And that to me is an indictment because the part of me says, if you're removing that, you don't like the response you're getting. And then it's like, why won't you take it down? Is my question. If the overwhelming response is so negative and yeah, the only, I mean, I got, I got theories, but I, I'll, I'll let Travis go. Cause I'm curious to get his, his, um, his thoughts on it. But yeah, this was a rough week. This, it, it, it I know it's bad because again, I get teased for loving destiny. So whenever there's positive stuff, people are quiet. Whenever destiny's engagement's high, people are quiet, which has been going on for over what, 10 years. <laughs> destiny has been a long running thing. But the minute there is bad news, I get all my destiny-hating friends to me- cop. What's going on with your game? What's going on with Bungie? What's happening? And I'm just like, what? What happened? And then I saw it. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so yeah, that that's where I'm at. So Chav, I'm curious, what was your assessment? You know, of of this whole situation. Well, I think it confirms a problem that a lot of people have noticed in the games industry, which is that. We are in an industry, especially Bungie, I would say, especially them, are live in a bit of a bubble. And I think that that bubble is often well-intentioned and a little tone-deaf. Uh, and Cog, you kind of alluded to this, but the whites have been up to this for a while. You know, they, they've, <laughs> they decided that 
black people were called African American. Yeah, I think that you just made makes... him have a spit take almost on like that one. Because <laughs> he did it when I was, when I was drinking. <laughs> They uh they decided to call black people African American even though that term doesn't make sense and black people did not want it and they were like nah we're still gonna do it for like twenty years before we finally give up which is crazy uh and you know it's well intentioned but I don't think uh I don't I mean look my dad is Mexican surprise I pull on put on a sombrero I'm fifty percent Mexican y'all um and all I can tell you is that my abuelita does not like that term Ooh. and uh i happen to know that lots of people don't uh, don't don't uh seem to like that term and i think you should listen to those communities mm-hmm. and it is interesting that um clearly this group was formed and probably the tweet made by people that are part of this group at bungie and so clearly they are probably in maybe in the minority that thinks that that terminology is important mm-hmm. um and that's cool and all, but you know, I think it's pretty clear that's not the way majority of those people feel, and they're happy. They're they're welcome to feel that way. So yeah, do what I mean, you do what you do. But yeah, I I will say this, and I just I want to get this out there because it just yeah. it's something that bothered me, especially today. It feels a little hypocritical to have all of these uh, movements that are forward facing your PR team is putting out these big press releases and saying, look how diverse we are and look at these groups we have. And then every time we hear about Bungie, not from their PR team, it is disastrous, toxic culture news. And most recently from the incredibly talented IGN reporter, Rebecca Valentine, my colleague and coworker, uh, now putting out this article about uh, them getting sued for, potentially some pretty some pretty not woke stuff let's just put it out yeah that put it that way all right uh so um i don't know man it 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 hurts me to see this sort of stuff happening to a game that i like uh but i do think that there's self-inflicted wounds and i think that if you have not read the article the battle for the soul of bungie also by rebecca valentine and her tremendous reporting that she's done um, you should read that because I think there's a problem at Bungie and I think there's a lot of good people working for that team that want to change it and are trying their best to change it. But I think there's rot somewhere in that company and it's, it is, it's making stuff like this look even worse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it, it's really bad when you have like a very vocal part of the company trying their hardest and then you see what's actually happening on the other side of things. And it seems like they're not living up to those ideals. So I'm sure there's a lot of people working at Bungie right now who are really pissed off. Uh, And it, and it makes mistakes like the ones that they made in that tweet come off even worse because it just, it just makes them look hypocritical. Like they don't practice what they preach. Like they don't know what they're doing. Um, People should talk to people that disagree with them and not live in bubbles. That's my personal opinion on the matter. I try to do well said. I try to, I try to do that. And I think a good way to give yourself, put yourself in a bubble and ensure that you never learn is blocking comments that you disagree with. Mm, good point brother you cooking you cooking i just i feel like they're i feel like they live in a bubble and they're proud of it and they're making the bubble even stronger and making themselves even less exposed to the community that they're supposed to be serving 
Um, and I empathize with that. You know, sometimes it's really obnoxious and exhausting to hear viewpoints that you disagree with, but mm-hmm. I think it's, it's an important part of growth and yes. they need to get over it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well I'm not an expert at in 0% on the fact that the term was, you know, not well accepted, didn't know until this all came up. But I think as you guys said, is like, it's not taking down replies. It's not these things. It's owning your mistake. It's yes. understanding what you did and saying, we apologize. And, you know, we like just accept the fact that you messed up and you did it publicly. So it's going to live there forever. And then if you have the ability to, as you said, Travis says, talk with those people, learn a little more and then, you know, see what you can do to try and like address it properly and talk with the people who are involved. Like, as you guys said, all the communities that are involved in anything that we're talking about, as you guys have both said, it's like talk with them and learn what you can try and become a better person than you were before by having that discussion, because it's not going to be an easy discussion but it's something that you need to do. It's not hide the comments and those kind of things. And that's kind of one of those. When I saw, because I saw uh, Cacus did a video about it, it was like mm-hmm. massively viral. And then I saw that there was stuff hidden. I was like, oh, yeah. And that's yeah. and that's just kind of one of those. I, I expect better, I think, from them. Yes. And yes. If, if you are going to go down that path on something like this, then you're not showing, you're either showing your true colors, which I don't really think, as you said, Travis, I'd like, the whole studio, there's a lot of people that don't agree with this. Oh, absolutely. But also on the other side, it's that's not the way to handle it. It's like people are going people are going to make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. So it's like if somebody had a good idea, a group had a good idea, as you said, if they thought this was a good idea within the bubble that they were in, then be like, we messed up. Right, we apologize. It's like, let's see what we can learn from this one and, you know, come back to the table better informed. That's that's the only thing I can say that might be a good idea. But I'm sure. far from an expert. but. Yeah, like it definitely could be handled better. I do want to jump in and I do think, um, totally agree. Uh, I, I do think Bungie knows this. I think the problem is the corporation aspect of when they get involved with these organizations because I've heard of this organization prior when I've gone to like different events. Like Latinx has been a thing for a little while. So I think this is Bungie trying to be proactive and maybe being trying to think they're being sensitive to something. And then now seeing the realistic feedback of said thing, but you've already established this organization that you're maybe champion or behind. And internally, you may have, have your, your employees already behind it. So because my, my main thing was like, why? I know they know this is offensive to a lot of people. So why is it up? And I think they're caught in the middle because they've already either established it, set it up and people at Bungie are empathetic and are riding with some of them, not all of them, with that movement. But now they're like, oh, wow. And then I think they don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm going to be, I think they're, yeah. they're a little stuck. It, it, could, it could also be competing factions. Like yes. Bungie's trying to do a lot and they, they have a trans at Bungie. And I think that community cares a lot about the yes. way Good that point. you do that. And so it might've been one of those things where, you know, they put it through the ringer and then that faction said, oh, you know, it would be inclusive as if you included our pronoun thing at the end of this tweet and i think when you do that and you try to mix it you know is is the tweet about the latin community or is it about the trans community and the gender struggle right because i i think you kind of have to pick a fight because it just it just came off as tone deaf and i don't know that that's one of the things i thought about it was like all right well bungie is a really at this point they've got a lot of different factions and they're different people and they're trying Mm -hmm. to walk that representation tightrope 
And I think it's really hard to do that when one of those tight groups is a very defined community that likes their terms and another yeah. group that likes their terms and yeah. you're trying to please both. And so yes, good I don't know. Point. Again, again, it's very well intentioned, obviously. But I would just say, like, you know, the the, I, the to me, the bigger mistake is not addressing it, hiding comments and then uh, making statements like these when you are apparently firing people based on things you shouldn't be yeah. taking into account. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like yeah. it sort of was like the perfect storm of bad decisions. And I can mm -hmm. forgive the initial decision, but it's really the stuff after that that I'm yes. just like, I don't I don't know, man. You guys could yeah. do better. For sure. Absolutely. Well, I was at, yeah, tough times. Hopefully it's a learning experience. Hopefully we do get a statement, you know, at some point. And, um, you know, historically they've done the right things after mess ups. I just hope they really address this. Cause, uh, yeah, this, this, this went outside of just the gaming sphere. I, I saw this thing everywhere. So the spotlight's on. It's time to, you know, step up and do what they normally do and, and address. But yeah, you can't tell someone, you can't tell a culture how they supposed to be feel or identify when they tell you that ain't it. That ain't it. <laughs> so hopefully they get on it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what else going it's on? Not a, time, not, not a good time for Bungie, despite you know the season being one of the stronger ones. I yeah. know that's yeah, what it's sucks. It's, it's, it sucks. It sucks that the season's damn. one of the stronger ones because like it's just. You know, I want to play this game and they keep giving me reasons to not do it, whether it's the server's mm -hmm. breaking or, Bruh. you know, yeah, it's just been a rough go of it for these guys. It's been a rough go. Yeah. It's been a rough go. Well, mm -hmm. as we transition out of what's been a rather bumpy season for many reasons, uh, what's up, Teddy? Teddy. How you doing? Ah. Hard agree. Um, Dead clan. Dead clan. That might yeah, be true for a lot of people. That's me. I got to step it up. Mm -hmm. um, on the other side of it, Season 23, I kind, of, we, I kind of touched on this a little bit before, but I was just kind of curious. We're in this point where now we have a little bit of, we have this idea that like Savathun says, we know how we have what, the, what we need, whatever it may be. Maybe it's the veil. Who knows what it is? We know maybe how the brain to drain on Savathun. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we got, we got whatever we needed. We got our, we got our, we got the, the information we needed. And then she still is cunning and, riddles and all that fun stuff which Would is you why call her? my wife did this to me earlier too it's the god of cunning c-u-n-n yeah cunning okay yeah sorry i thought you were going hard on i was like wow you really hate going Sabbath hard thing. really <laughs> you're we're using it's that crazy. phrase right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yo you let you yeah, wow, yeah. i that. thought you were i thought you were taking out that chitin <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> Anywho, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts. Get on it because they're bugs. Anyway, I'm done. Sorry. I'm done with you. <laughs> Thank you for explaining the joke. That makes it much funnier. Hey, you laughed harder. <laughs> I'll do anything for a joke. I'm shameless. Anything yes, for that, a laugh. That I that I 100 <laughs> believe. Do. Like that's part that of your vows. It's, is I it's, am it's, shameless. It's a it's a comic thing. We all will do anything. We'll say anything or do anything to make somebody laugh. It's Got to. it's a problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lungs, it's um, but anyway, what do we got? I wanted to get yeah. your guys' take. We have now, as we said, we've, we've taken most of the anti Avengers like out at the knees, like everybody seems to be all separated and split up. And then we've got season 23, this supposedly core playlist focus, if I remember correctly. I think that might be part of season 23. LFG, 
uh, in-game LFG Fireteam Finder coming up. Oh, yeah. What are when we going to do in the Season 23 story? When does it start? Uh, uh, November it start? 28th. Okay, got you. I know that because I had to look it up. <laughs> season of the of member. That's my idea. That's Be my guess. Be careful with your word choice with our previous discussions, and now you're talking about your member? Like, come on. Apostrophe member. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we doing? I think it's going to be a remember all those good times season where we literally that's my guess because I can't Memories. think of any stories. Yeah, I think it's literally just going to be like, hey, go play all the old stuff and like relive all of your favorite moments leading up to the finale. That's my best guess. I I, I mean, I'm probably wrong. It's probably actually like, hey, we found a we're working on a way to get through the portal now. We, you know, we need to go and assemble this ship or figure out this, crack this code so that we can go through the portal. It's probably going to be something like that, but, um, I'm going to go a different way. I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's like, uh, it's like a greatest hits get, get, get everybody soggy with nostalgia before this final, this final thing. That's my, that's, that's, I'm just going to say that. That's a, I have. An Nothing odd, to back it up. It's an odd but an apt description. Soggy with nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like too much nostalgia and your series have gone bad. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you where do you think? Season of the Wish. Yes, we're bringing back Wish Dragons. Well, that would be one way to go a little crazy with it. Mm-hmm. Wait, that is the official name? No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I was, oh, yeah, got the Mara cover. comes in. She's got her yeah. she's got her Ahamkara egg. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to get her dragon and we're going to get a wish and that's going to let us get in the port. No, I have no idea. What do, I mean, okay. what we do got the code name yet. No, no. I, I honestly think they were in a weird spot narratively because I felt Season of the Witch could have transitioned in the it final show. It probably. Yeah, so to me, now I have to assume we're going to get what I consider the mid-season finale. You know how before the mid-season finale? Oh, yeah, it's like, like episode 10 of, of the 16 episode the random season, episode yeah. where the story don't move forward and it's a flashback or a character we haven't seen in a while. And we go, like, now that's what I'm in it because unless it's something I'm missing, what other things do we need to tie up, put a bow on? Like, the main thing was getting through that portal that the witness went through without dying. We have the information. We we can yeah. do that. So technically final shape can start now. So this seems like nah. a holdover season. Nah, we can't Which do you, it yet. We're going to have to like build it. We're going to have to like grow a tree that gives us the power to, you know what I mean? <laughs> they always do this. Silver wings or something. Come on. Yeah, I know. Once, I know. We got a weekly. I know. Cadence, I know. My, I know. Get, my guess was wrong, but you know exactly how they can pad this out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's gonna be Booga like some Booga dumb. Stuff. Yeah. There's we, gonna be some dumb bridge we have to build brick by brick to get through the. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna be building the like yellow that. brick tra- road of Asgard. I'm tra- yeah, I'm trying to avoid that thought process, which has been consistent for them, and I'm hoping because again, with the new narrative focus that they've been preaching, right? And I love the seasonal activity. I thought the law was good, so I'm like, all right, maybe we get some other ability. Yo, Teddy, you a fool. <laughs> We're going to have to build a bridge of friendship to keep us from going insane in order to enter the portal. <laughs> I think you're the one that needs the bridge if you're still triumphanting. So, yeah. Season of the prep. Yo, y'all savage, chat. Y'all savage. Um, yeah, so I, I just, hopefully they, 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 they surprise me 
there's there's another loose thread that we forgot about. Because one thing we did forget, um, I was shocked no Kaido involvement with everything that Zivu Arath has done. Like she destroyed Torobato. Like they have no home world yeah. because of of her. And she and again in the lore, but not in the game, we find out that Kaido, I think um Nakora had to tell Kaido, like, hey, um, we're gonna resurrect Savathun just so you know that, you know, to you know, to try to deal with the sister that blew up your world. And then Kaido's like all all right, whatever. That's cool. That's cool. You know, it's all good. We trust you. I trust you. As long as at the end of the day, it's to kill, you know, Sorry. get my hands on Zebu. That's it. What you doing? It was like it's a season of building a swimming pool on the moon or something completely unrelated. Just like... That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about the unrelated, non-plot moving. Because we what we had our man on. What's what's our man's? Um, that did the um he he was responsible for the for the drop pods of, of Cabal oh, bashing um, on your skull. What's our man um, from Bungie? Yeah. What's our man? Oh man, why am I forgetting his name? The homie. It's a longer last name, but it's Tom something. Is it Brackus Tom? That's his name. Uh, oh, Twitter really. Oh, what's our man's? How are we forget now, man? I know. I feel terrible on? right now. I feel awful right now. That I forget his last name, but yeah, he was one of the narrative guys that does the seasonal content and he explained to us there's so much you can do because you have to stay within the parameters of the main expansion story Farnsworth, so, thank you Farnsworth, thank you yeah so that that's where i'm at i i hope we just get i know one that we could use i got it season of what the hell is crow's doing season of the crow season of the crow what is he doing bro season i walk past this dude and it's like Season it's of like the unemployed is what that is. Yeah, bro, he don't got a job anymore. He don't. Even, he rarely says anything when you walk past him. I feel like it's to the point. Bungie know people either don't like him and they know they got the ace in the hole with Cade back. And it's like this dude has been relegated to B actor, C actor level status. Like we don't know. He has what is his cinematic, role? I was still want the cinematic where those two be like. What they you, mean? Know, you know you right. shot me, right? Here, He's like, yeah, that was kind here, of a dick move. Here, yeah. Here's my proposal for uh, the season that you're proposing, Cog. Mm-hmm. The season yes. of The Crow. Yes. It opens with... Uh, uh, we see the um, Final Shape trailer, mm-hmm. right? The one where it reveals that Cade is coming back. Mm-hmm. And then it slowly zooms out on the trailer and we see that Crow is watching the trailer. Mm-hmm. And then he just looks up at the camera and he goes... <laughs> And then it cuts the <laughs> season of the crow. That's my that's my proposal. Oh my and then the entire the entire the entire uh, season is about crow preparing for Cade to come back because he knows it's going to happen, and he's like trying to get out of all of these awkward that situations, like and we're like helping him. Wall breaking. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like him trying to him like uh, trying to get his affairs in order because he knows Cade is coming back. You know. moving out like he like there's one mission like one of the weeks you have to help Mm. crow move out of the the uh hunter vanguard where he's he's been keeping all the stuff there right like you have to like help him move boxes out and stuff like that it's like all it's like move out yeah you have to help him move out because he's like you know trying to make it appear like he was never there and stuff like that that's my that's my pitch for the crow season yeah, I would just, I would yeah. laugh really hard at the fourth wall break, but they would never do that. But I would they I would, would just... they would if they would hire me. But yeah. let's do it. We're gonna do comedy seasons now. Comedy seasons in Destiny. Hey, they have yeah, episodes. Bro. One of those episodes can be the comedic one from Travis. 
There you go. Panic of the crow. <laughs> Love give, it. Give Crow some work, man. That boy been hustling for a long time. We need him out there in these streets, man. He got he got bills to pay. What's going on? So we had we had Kaido <laughs> with Lightfall. Mm-hmm. As much or as little as you want to go with that. We had Mar Marasov with Defiance. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Savathun's going on this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, last season, I'm even like, what happened like, last it. season? It has what happened last season? <laughs> now I'm like, what? What? what we forgot. This game? Oh, the water, the water. Remember we was um with, with um Sloan. Oh, Asa and Sloan and we was fishing. Yeah. Oh, and, and and we got a little um still got a little Sloan this season with, and with the yeah. um and I like that thing. like connecting transition the two, connecting like working yeah. like the seasons together and this is that also proves like defiance was like what happened in defiance we killed ikora that's it that's all we did <laughs> we killed a character because the voice actress is apparently busy or doing other things i don't know that was just weird um yeah i don't know it's it is weird we're gonna get a dungeon mm. so that's happening a dungeon lfg season of nice. the core playlist Nice, season nice, of nice. season of the friend finder, season of the friend yeah. game end game. Big, I didn't realize that. Yeah, this is big. What what, what did they say he was doing to call pilots again? What, I what? think that was what they said at some point. Like mm-hmm. season twenty three was going to kind of work on. I don't. We have no idea. Or now we're going to count down. What is it? Seven weeks until we get that season, or something like that. Until we get there, so halfway through the season, and then it'll probably start coming in. Well, probably start in November, I would guess, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, it is weird because, you know, there's going to be the other section of the helm off to the left this time that yeah. we use. So we'll go over there and do something. I'm just trying to figure out, like, is it Veil related, do you think? Oh, yeah, they still got a Ooga Booga that one. I forgot about the that. Veil, <laughs> what is part still... of the key that because Sabathun's like, we already have it whatever we mm-hmm. need to get in the portal. What's the one weird big thing in space that we don't yeah, really know what we're using? Right. So the is it going to be a buildup of like a better and better connection to the veil over six or seven weeks. And then we finally shoot a beam into the portal again. And then we can, I don't know. I'm making yeah, stuff it, up at this that's point. The, no, no, you're right. I think it's the Mia Copa for Lightfall. You got this. Because remember their whole, when they got dragged to how bad Lightfall story was, Oh, we're doing a new thing where we're not going to tell you in the expansion. And during the course of seasons, we're going to play it. I remember that verbiage. Oh, they was told, yeah. talking about how this. This is a new style. The excuse for it was whack, but we're going to give you this this content in a new way because it was rushed. We probably shouldn't have put it out, but whatever. Um, yeah, I think you're on it. I think you're on it. I think it's that. I think it's that. I think it's literally we got to get the veil conclusive part. Do you think we ever deal with the Cloud Striders again and, and homie? Or no? God, I hope not. <laughs> they suck. Me and dude. was a one off. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> they suck. It might have been a one off. We will see. I am not sure. Remember that time? Uh, who was the Who was the other Cloud Strider? Oh, was it Nimbus and the Rath. other one? Yeah. I can't remember their names. Damn, it was like Ra Raul or something. Yeah, it was an R. Rohan. Rohan. I, was, I knew it was yes. like I was some yeah. reference. I was gonna say the Rathalos, but I was like, no, that's um, uh, Monster Hunter. It's uh, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. Remember that time Rohan looked straight into the camera and said that it was his last day on the Force before retirement, like right at the beginning of that campaign. Wait, I was, are you putting a lethal weapon? <laughs> <laughs> it just I every time I think of the cloud shredders, I just think about that moment 
where as soon as you meet Rohan, you're like, he's going to die. Do you he's remember the moment when he actually had to sacrifice himself because we were tired? Yes. yes. And yes. he said, I'll see you on the other side, I, I believe, <laughs> which is the cringiest, most overused. Then maybe we'll see him in the travel. That was the other side. I, I want to see him die again in the travel. <laughs> think that's Yo. possible. Can we get another cliche last action line out of him before he kills himself? Before you know, he sacrifices last, last, last action hero, like an Arnold Schwarzenegger line. He is not in the See, budget for fun. You guys ever, you guys ever do something and you don't realize what you had until it's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, like watching Rohan die. Like I didn't get to enjoy it enough the first time. I would love it. <laughs> I need another. I would, I would love it if we, because next time if he dies again, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let it pass me by. You know, I'm gonna really just. I'm gonna really enjoy every moment. You're gonna save it this day. This yeah, I'm gonna save it the second time. Uh, you sound, it would be hilarious. no, but seriously, screw that character. Screw the class striders. They suck. They straight suck. The reason why I don't like you. I love that. that Travis is out, just cold blooded. He's like, yeah, no. Nope. The reason why I don't like him putting energy because every time he's saying Rohan, I'm substituting Cade in my head, and I'm like, no. No, don't. Could you imagine if they did that to us? They kill him again. Oh, that'd be so funny. I don't think Kate is going to come out of the traveler. That's the biggest thing. I don't think Kate is anything. I think Kate is back. I think he's he's staying around. I don't think he's going to be anything more than whatever's going on in the traveler. So the traveler is the new helm. He's stuck in there like Crow. It's not not the helm. I think it's like whatever is inside the traveler is, is its own like kind of realm created from our memories and stuff like that. And that's how we have an interaction. And like, He's going to be the grounding piece of the Vanguard within the Traveler, mm-hmm. as I think like your NPC to interact with and stuff like that. I don't think he's coming out. He's not going to be hanging out in the tower when we're done. I don't think so. That's I mean, no, a good, you got a good theory. That's a yeah. guess. I mean, I, my only counter is just like, why did they sign him for so long? That's a, that's my thing. They like, signed why? him for so long. How do you did know how much they signed him, him for so long? I mean, he's back for like final he's... shape. That's all we know. Okay, so you think that's his one off? Okay, expansion. That's it. At least for a while. Yeah, I don't know. Fair I, enough. I think he's Fair back. Enough. I think well, he's back too. Sometime in February, we will find out. I think it's the end of mm-hmm. February, if I remember correctly. All right. One mm-hmm. other topic that's been kind of floating around today. I-, I wanted to ask you guys, since I feel like we can speculate forever, and I don't have a. I really honestly probably am the most clueless on this one right now. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe we'll get a tease when it comes to the final couple voice messages. Maybe we'll know a little bit more later. Um, Signed on for TV and movie projects too. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, but so did Lance Reddick. I mean, a lot of those guys are that now they're just recording from their houses. I feel like it's so much easier for them. Non-committal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Tassie did put out an article. I saw somebody tweet out something I sent to you guys as well, where the the drop, the luster of the drop is kind of gone, and crafting may oh. have killed it. So I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on where do you think crafting is 18 months later, post-final shape? Okay, I'll start because I have, I, 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 will be, I will be the dissenting opinion here. Oh, damn, um, I was going to be the dissenting opinion. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, let you kick it. I wasn't was expecting this. Hey, hey, Paul, I, I need you on this I, podcast. It's going to be fun. I got another yeah, flash Paul, image. Paul yes. can join and be wrong again on the podcast. It's fine. He does. He's really good at that. Um, no, he's like really Paul. good at Diablo. Uh, what he's good at, right? Actually, I saw I saw Paul this week. We were we were we we were uh, ships passing the night. Uh, we were mm-hmm. at the same Diablo four interview, which was fun. Oh. Um, fun to see him. Uh, I don't think crafting is in a great spot 
Let's all just start saying that out that I, th I think it could be better. And I think they're making improvements to it too slowly. That mm -hmm. said, I do not mourn the death of the drop. Uh, I have never really liked the grind to try to get the perfect set of weapons. It strikes me as a waste of time. It forces me to endure replaying the same content over and over again ad nauseum. I realize that some people like that. I'm not that type of player. I'm the type of guy who wants to get the loot that he wants and then bring that into crucible and have fun and just have fun using it. And so, uh, if your problem with crafting is that it takes away some of the fun and randomness and replayability, more power to you. But I disagree that that is a problem. I got other games to play, my dude, and I do not want to do the same strikes 15 times. So I don't really care. Or the same raid. I don't think it's that big of a problem. That that said, I would like them to. Um, I would like them to make crafting better, and I think there are ways to do that. And I think the improvements they've made have been way too sluggish to to get there. But like philosophically i don't have a problem with crafting and i feel like a lot of people have a problem with the philosophy of it existing at all and i just disagree with that analysis i don't think that that's the problem at all so oh, i thought we were going to be on the opposite side of this i thought we were going at this one yeah i i'm in the same boat i think for me here's the thing i understand it, it could be in a better place in the economy as far as the material sometimes was just way too oppressive the the deep site thing was oppressive they still got to fix the damn seasonal content deep site activation is the only source in the battle pass to get that. That's stupid. And I, that, that they have to come up with a source and I'm going to watch them on that. Cause I'm worried. They still trying to throw that in a monetization loop, but I'm in agreement. It, the thing is this, the reason why I like that crafting exists is because let's be honest. We, when you do the raids, and, you know, let's look at Vowel Disciple, right? You, you, you do a wave frame. What's, what's the one that we all love? You know, all the weapons in Vowel Disciple are really good, right? And the chances of you getting that God roll, you know, the fusion with Demolitionists and whatever, right? A chill clip. And it's hard, man. It, it's really hard to get these things. So my thing is forbearance. Thank you. So it's like my thing is there's certain content. For example, like the dungeons and whatever like that, where stuff is not craftable. And if you play that stuff that's not craftable, it's re it really sucks when you don't get what you want, especially after running it a zillion times. So to me, crafting is the good alternative. You get God roll light because generally they don't have origin perks. They don't have all the bells and whistles of the actual, you know, raid item. And you got a, a little less aversion, but it's comparable. And, and you can, you have, at least you have a path to get it. So yeah. is it perfect? And, and, and it's not yeah. like it's easy. You have to yeah. you gotta pay grind. a bunch of materials Crafts, and you have to Crafts. grind to get the same weapon in red border five times and all that mm. other stuff. Like it takes a lot to make them crafted. I was so. going to say, yeah. craftables like do easy. have the origin trait, by the way. I'm sorry. Yeah, good catch on that. But you, you know what I mean, um, E, from the sense of a lot of the non-craft. Yeah, they don't have that extra juice that makes it super sexy but the crafting version may be comparable right then this now i will say though some combinations with enhance do get a little little, little, little a a like a depth versus enhance is that what you're saying enhanced perk of a craftable weapon some of them are really really nice but yeah. I, I feel like you get very unique combinations sometimes with non-craftable stuff or high-end content that sometimes the craftable stuff does not, is not privy to. So I just look at it as a, as a little balance. You know, you can just get in there. If you've been unlucky with, with certain roles or certain archetypes, and it's like, man, I can now craft this. I got a decent, you know, 
I'm making up the archetype, 720 that's now craftable. Hey, it may not be, you know, as good as the top level one, but at least I have something, you know, to miss out. So that's where I'm at with it. It can still be better. There's still holes in it. It looks like they're still trying to improve it. So yeah, that, that's where I'm at with it. So I don't have the big anger towards it. Yeah, it also helps with like, end game stuff where like if the meta changes it's like all right well once you unlock the ability to craft something you always have it even if you have to clear out your vault and get rid of everything and it's nice to be able to not just grab a version from your collection but to be able to craft a version that will suit you for the current meta it's just a nice like safety right to like oh i don't have to worry if my vault's empty because i've got one of every weapon type craftable in my you know crafting station and i can make one at any time uh to adjust to a changing meta or whatever mm-hmm. and even then it's not free you still have to pay a bunch of yeah. materials and you have to grind it up to level it up if you want to get the better mm-hmm. perks and all that stuff like it it still takes a lot it's not yeah. like it's it's just i don't have the stomach man these days with I'm, i review four games a month i i don't have the stomach to do the same activity 15 times on a hope of a chance that i'll yeah. get the weapon i finally want it's just not worth it to me yeah and to, to your point bro you can get so unlucky you know your eyes yeah. of tomorrow story you know Dude, I'm still, i do get unlucky every bro, time pretty much I, I know people who still don't have x i know people who still don't have certain things and it's just like whoa damn me really i just never rated that much it's, not, it's mostly on me but it's, oh, it's your attempt. You don't have enough attempts i don't have enough, <laughs> I don't have enough shots on gold yeah but i also oh, was like it's the point where like kind of fell off and then we i think we had deep stone crypt and travis went through like 80 i'm just like i don't care about the randomness that much i'm like the i'm not one exotic's not usually missing it for me and like raid exotics are kind of hit or miss i will say the raid exotic from the shotgun from val is one of the better ones for sure but like vex has had its ups and downs and to and fro's and stuff like that and i'm like it's a solar auto rifle i've also got an emmet i was like it is a little better but i'm like right now that thing's also hitting pretty solid and that's like a freebie Bro, I'm in the outside. So that's, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so I mean, for me, I'm with you guys. No, mm-hmm. so it's like we don't really? have a we don't have a dissenting well, opinion here. here. Oh, I thought, oh, I, thought, really? yeah, I thought both of y'all look up on the side of it. Got to no, go. it's like for me, <laughs> it's. I mean, in D one, I was unlucky. It took me a damn year to get a Gallahorn. and my buddy had like nine of those damn things. He was filling up his heavy slot before I almost got mine. Like that was how bad it was. Um, <laughs> So it's like, I've been down the RNG role. The raid, I've said this countless times, like, raid should have a certain objective to get exotic, whatever that is, do it, and you can get it. Like, the contest mode was kind of a unique way to do that for the raid exotic, and then now they're kind of putting a cap on, like, you know, 20 or less runs at this point. Um, It's just, like, if I'm just going to roll the dice forever, bugs me. And I, that could just be a point where I'm getting older and a little more mature. And as Travis said, less time to care about running mm-hmm. the same raid for the 50th time, because why? It's like, I get the concept now. We've mastered the raid. The grade group, the raid group's just like, yep, thanks guys for running it once again. I have still mm-hmm. been unlucky and we're about a year later. It's like that, that doesn't solve anything for anybody. It's like, now do you want raid engagement? Um, yeah. Like, find as you said like unique perk combinations and stuff like that yes, that would be but also it's like most of the time when it comes to like your weapons and raids they're craftable now they all are so yeah, all those yeah. combinations are still going to be craftable now mm-hmm. they are better but they're still craftable if you can spend the yes. time to unlock it so you still get around to that point of if you can unlock a craftable frame in a raid 
that's probably just as much time as it would take to like get yeah. an exotic and even longer to if you're on you gotta get it so many times yeah you yeah. gotta get the frames and you gotta make sure the red borders so you gotta buy them at the end and all of that stuff so it's like for me it's I mean, I would be the one who's like, oh, did you get your feeding frenzy a uh, volt shot? I close. I'm like, no, I'm like four, 14 seasons later and I still don't have the gun like that would be me. I know it would be. So the fact that I'm like, I can unlock the frame, I can craft the good gun and I can use it. I'm OK with that. Yeah. And I don't know. Now, do I feel less compelled to like when I somebody said like seasonal guns, do I care about them until I unlock the craftable? I really don't. I know I'm going to get the craftable frames for each one of the seasonal weapons just because you'll play likely enough in the way it's set up. So almost every seasonal weapon, I take the red border off of there, cash in my little like credit, and then I delete every seasonal weapon until I can craft them. Mm -hmm. And most of the time that works for me because somebody else said is, and I think it was Ascendant Nomad, if I remember correctly, he also was like uh, 98% of the weapons in the game don't matter. And mm -hmm. that is going to the deeper issue. Yeah, and so Tra Tassie's tweet was, crafting was ultimately mistaken. I will die on that hill. And Nomad was mm -hmm. like, I'll do you one better. 99% of the weapons don't matter. And mm. that's kind of the point we're at. Is there a type of weapon that I don't have right now? I mean, do I want to go after the new Nightfall bow? Maybe. But I was like, is it going to do anything different? <laughs> I mean, you had that problem before sunsetting as well. Like before yeah. sunsetting, where you can just keep one of the best possible type of each weapon and easily store it and pull it out of the vault at any point in time yeah. has the same problem. And I think you need one of the two. You either need a way for people to craft weapons without re-grinding for it every single time because their library is getting so big, yeah. or you need to let them keep their weapons and have them always be relevant. But to do neither means that players have to keep grinding for the same thing over right. and over again. and that. I just don't think it's a good way. And some people are saying like, oh, grinding is important to a game. Fine. There's plenty of ways to grind in Destiny. They have us grinding for like seasonal activities. There's lots of other stuff to grind without having to worry about like getting specific drops that we need uh, in the weapons category. And also you, the way to get people to play your game has always and will always be creating great content. It's not about the, the drops. If the game is fun, people will play it. Yeah, I mean, like Prescott said, it's like sunsetting was a good idea. And we've all been on that train for forever. It's just it was executed poorly. They executed wiped out poorly. way too many weapons. They had too many holes. They didn't have a plan to bring new weapons in on a consistent basis. And that stuff wasn't there. Like if crafting would have been the replacement for sunsetting, totally different discussion. If it would have been like, we are sunsetting, but we are introducing crafting. At the mm. same time, that probably mm. would have been a bit of a rougher transition but then you would have had a different grind to go after. Now you're unlocking frames and then the sunsetting stuff. It's like, and now the fact that we do have craftables, I don't know if they can sunset. Yeah. How's that work? Thing. Now that you've That's unlocked like a frame. So yeah, they've you can. Kind, you can't. So, you locked in. Yeah, they're kind of locked into this until they put a three on the box and they wipe the whole vault again. Right. And, like, and that's, that, that, that's why I said three has to happen because yeah. you get to the point where it's just like, in defense of them creatively, how many more perks can you come, you know, come up with? I mean, like Mercules it's it hard. Uh, you, I yeah. can't remember the other guy's name. The other guy who's always on uh, firing range with Mercules, oh, main yeah, weapons yeah. guy. I think he's yes. from Australia. What are you talking about? Super cool dude. Um, but it's like they keep trying to like get creative without breaking the bank, and they're doing a pretty yeah. good job of like really trying to figure out what the limits of like power creep are going to be to do. I some see different... these new perks. 
and I'm like, oh wow, I didn't, you know, high ground. You know, yeah. I'm like, okay, and it's like they they coming up with anything now. I'm like, yo, yeah, Chris I mean, Proctor, cool. thank you, yep, Chris Proctor. Yeah, kudos to them for being this creative. But at some point, you, you know, the saturation is there. Yeah. And let's be honest, if as great as this season is, right? One big negative that I have to point out was the seasonal weapons are kind of bad. Outside of like Emirate, maybe the Fusion, the Solar One. Scouts I don't okay think, and the Fusion's okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't think any of them weapons really stand out, nor any of the perk combinations are that great. Because the, um, what is it? They got like a, because I've been using hand cannons a lot with the buff, but um, they got a strand hand cannon with some terrible perks. Nothing really exciting. Some people like that um, hand cannon for PvP, though. The stats on it, the way it true, feels, the PvP. way the recoil is, that's where right. some of those are. PvE. And that's sometimes what, you get a certain gun, you're like, this mm -hmm. is for PvP. That's just what some guns are made for, straight True. up. But I feel as a whole, these seasonal weapons, are, um, I'm with Austin, they're mid. Yeah, I, I don't think they're, none of them are memorable outside of maybe Emirate with the right combination because it's a DPS beast. It's like a high aggressive frame and yeah. it can come with, you know. But other than that, I'm just like, and to me, I think we're going to get into that pattern. How many, We've got so many great oh, weapons already every weapons. season. Sorry. No, we're going to get final shape. We're going to get some more weapons and some more exotics. We're going to get Ooh. episodes that are going to have more weapons. But it's like how much more variation without power creep. Yeah. And then you may as well just sunset at that point because some of them are just going to be worse. Right. But it's like adepts generally for me are not worth the squeeze. It's the mm -hmm. tiniest little stat difference that 95% of the player base probably doesn't even know or care about or could probably tell you the difference of. Some mm -hmm. do, like, you know, your PvP elites and be like, you get a little bit more range, so they know those ranges perfectly, and they can push those shots out a little farther. A few people, but it's a short list. And then when you talk about, like, PvE drops, if you have something that's good enough, you're probably going to be okay. You might take one more damage phase, but if you get the mechanics, you understand it. And then when it comes to armor, you've got artifice armor that is definitely not worth the squeeze, because if you're trying to get the right distribution on an artifice armor and spend the time in a dungeon to get it at this point all it is is plus three stats and if, you have plus it, three. and if you have a plus three or if you have say if you have like a 67 or a 66 normal roll and you get a 63 and a 64 and it's still a junky distribution you're like my normal one is literally still better across yeah. the board because the stats are bad and the plus three doesn't matter so mm -hmm. none of the high level stuff really matters the aspirational gear there still afraid for power creep on that stuff, which means to me, yeah, stats on master raids, GMs, and that type of stuff, like stat focusing the way they've done seasonal activities. Um, what is it like solstice where you can yeah. focus into like, here's one and then your ghost is another. It's like set up these mm -hmm. two things. And then if you run a master raid, you could get um, artifice armor that has this focus and this focus. You can have a better shot as opposed to just rolling the dice. And as a Titan, everything has max mobility. I swear. Titans always have max mobility. So that's that's my issue with that piece of it is the fact that it's most of it is not worth the time to put into it because it doesn't yeah, make yeah. that much of a difference. That's how it should right. be, though. I don't think that 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 crazy, crazy one percent should be much more powerful than like the average player because it introduces a new problem of like you have to go all in and grind your brains out and make this the only game you ever play if you want to stay competitive and be able to participate in a lot of destiny content do trials and stuff like that um so they can't afford to make that stuff too much better than the normal thing and i don't think it should be because the people who are hardcore will grind for one percent better anyway 
You know what I mean? They do. Clearly they have been for a long time now. So I'm sort of like, yeah, that's how it should be. Make it give them something to grind for for the weirdos, but don't make it so powerful that it feels mandatory for the people who really would prefer not to have to do that. Like me. <laughs> yeah, to me, just that, that stuff barely barely feels worth it. On there's not much benefit to it, and it's like that's kind of the wonders. If they could do certain things, they're like, hey, this is stronger in PVE. If you do want to let the hardcore people go a little harder in grandmasters and master raids and stuff like that, make it a little stronger in there. But again, you've got raid races and other things. So I get where you kind of come back to that point. I don't know. It's just a lot of that high end stuff doesn't seem that worth it in the long run, and. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's any fault of crafting. I think crafting smooths out the road for the people who can't, as Travis said, live in the game. And if you can get a frame and you can, and if you're not around for a certain season and you miss some of that stuff, like last mm -hmm. year, trying to get the Ikelos or the retrofit escapade from some of these things, mm -hmm. they're so stingy on the uh, deep side harmonizers. still. It's like you oh. get five or six per, per season and mm -hmm. you got to get all the way through the season pass to get them all. And here's your mm -hmm. six, which is one weapon. Yeah, no other source to get it but the season pass. Yeah, and if you don't buy it, it's three, so then you're totally screwed. It's a little yeah. pay to win, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah, a little, little, little shasty. A little, little shasty. <laughs> well, I was just kind of curious. It's like, I, the crafting isn't the issue. I think it's just the saturation of the weapon pool without sunsetting yeah, of any Paul. kind. It's yeah, a, It's a deeper issue. Yeah, I Keep agree. your Forbes, Forbes articles in your pocket, Paul. <laughs> God. <laughs> Shout out to Tassie. <laughs> the homie. Mm-hmm. Uh I feel there was technically a twid. There was a twid. I said twid. There you go. Nah. Twab bro. Twab, still twab. Uh Rahul and his exotic focusing is going to be cheaper. They have found for a lot of players, especially new players, that don't have access to all these amazing currencies and get them very frequently, that the prices were a little high. So mm. for tier one focusing, now we've got 10 enhancement prisms, which you can get those from lost sectors if you want to. And then two ascendant shards for uh, tier two, which is like the specific armor piece. The Xur mm. exotic cipher thing by... Zer's getting a whole rework. Like, mm -hmm. and now here's the thing. They said Zer, I think it was Joe's like Twitter video, said yeah. Zer is getting a rework in final shape. You know that's okay. not a short process. But still right. they like this is not that old of a thing. The exotic focusing might have been with Lightfall, I think. Mm. So it's like they throw a change in there and then they're walking it back. This is <laughs> six months later again, kind of like it was like, I think. Sunsetting took three months for them to walk it back. Yeah. This is about six months for them to walk back the pricing. And it's just, we're eliminating the exotic cipher cost. Yes, because everyone hates the exotic cipher. Bro, Go cipher run 21 strikes. Man. I'm like, no. Bro. <laughs> Not doing And then that. you can't stack more than one. Like, no. <laughs> it, it gets me, I, I, Zuri yells at me every week. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, bro, Here's come, your quest. You know. Oh, you've got one. And if you, oh, you got held one, on you can't to do it. If you finished it during the week and then you turn it in at him, then you can't pick up a new one for the next week and you got to wait till the next week. I'm like, oh, all right, this is, it. yeah. So anyway, that stuff's going to be cheaper and more accessible. That will be on October 17th. So two weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, the Deck of Whispers, there's a kind of blog post about how those are created. There's actually going to be a physical Deck of Whispers that you can get if you go to the Bungie store. Looks mm -hmm. kind of cool. Uh, there's a small touch on kind of like the mid-season armor and weapons update that probably is coming out about the same time on the 17th. Uh, Antaeus wards are getting nerfed. Uh, Young Amangara's spine is getting nerfed. 
Uh, let's see, recoil for submachine guns is going up. Auto rifles are getting a few tweaks. If you want to get into the 1.5x and all that, go read it yourself. <laughs> uh, pulse rifles getting a couple tweaks, like damage fall off on some of the lighter ones is going to start a little later. So they're going to get pushed out a little bit. Aggressives, uh, ADS scaler will fall off. I mean, this is getting into all the technical. This is what firing range is for. Yeah. Uh, Surprise pulses got pushed out. No, because I I feel like don't you feel like scouts like should live in that meter. area? It's True, like, but why why are pulses out distancing? Because they don't want scouts to be because they they just want you to forget that scouts exist. It's like scouts and snipers just they get the, they get to work, man. Like they, what's going on? Like no love. Yeah, I mean for PVE snipers are getting some kind of buff. Mm-hmm. So snipers are getting a little love there for PVE. Fusion rifles, they're saying, like, to reduce the minimum damage that fusion rifles can deal damage fall off from 50 to 45%. So it's like at the minimum damage that they can do is a little less at, at max range. So it's like all these weird little tweaks that they're doing. And if you go in the PvP sandbox, it's generally okay. They've, I mean, all these little tweaks are I have know, to be honest. pretty yeah. small at this point. I played a lot of trials. Um... I was actually okay. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't too crazy. The metal wasn't too crazy. I saw a couple of igniters, a couple of outlier things that people were using, but for the most part, I felt like it was it was a solid meta for me. Uh, and then when you get to, I don't know. There we go. Um, checkmate was another thing. I've actually been seeing people, Krusky and Cami and Fallout, kind of giving some feedback on checkmate as just that uh, Crucible Labs game mode. They're enjoying it mostly, I think. Uh, and they're making a couple of changes, like less heavy ammo, literally half the time for spawning, or double the time for the spawns. Uh, the games were a little fast, and since it's in Crucible Labs, not that many people are playing, so they're bumping up the total score to win so the matches last a little bit longer. Um, but I think the PvP hardcore are enjoying Crucible in the grand scheme of things. I think I saw one video where one person wasn't, but overall for the PvP base, I think Checkmate is something people are enjoying. Less abilities, more about weapons, less special ammo. Got to be deliberate with the couple, like the one shot that you do get. You don't get it when you respawn. Um, very much primary kind of gameplay. So some people are going double primaries back to that a little bit. Uh, it has a little bit of hand can in the game mode from what I heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because it's all about just time to kill and peak shooting and you need less time on target than pretty much any other gun with those. So if you're playing well, hand cannons are going to be the best one to go. Yes, mm. I know this is going to bring you back to your Sturm discussion. Mm. As I said, from a PVE mind, that is why I rated it low. Uh, I haven't used it since the hand cannon buffs and, you know, if you got lucky pants, it could be smashing. Who knows? Do you um, see what I'd have to deal with every week, Alvin? You said you're still there. <laughs> Anywho, um checkmate is one of those even like when they did their firing range podcast they were talking about it and drewski's like that could just be competitive all the time i mean there's mm. a point where they're saying it could be something like that or at least a modifier sometimes in trials really more towards kind of game uh gunplay much less abilities which yeah i gotta play it i've played it yep i'm gonna try it i haven't played it either but for the people who want more actual gunplay and less ability spam seems like it's going in the right direction 
Mm-hmm. Uh, future stuff, they said increased base PDE damage for glaives and sniper okay. rifles. Okay. Increased damage against minor combatants for pulse rifles and auto rifles, which is probably mm-hmm. better for like your higher difficulty activities because res bars mm-hmm. probably take a while there. And then greatly increased damage against champions for revision zero and Vex movie class. Wait, 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 wait. Champions for Vex, they don't, Vex doesn't have any anti champion properties. Why is that listed? That's interesting because revision zero makes sense. It has yeah, anti barrier. Yeah. Um, Vex, Vex just in, uh, I th- doesn't it in its alternate fire mode? Linear fusion when it does, but yeah, I don't remember having like an overload. Either or it's nothing. getting a change next might, season, they might have slipped. Yeah, or it's just when it's considered like an auto rifle, it's still not hitting that hard. And Maybe oh yeah, good call, good call. Yeah, and they they are increasing. Yeah, good point, good point. So a couple things like I, that. Um, my glaives, man, I get to the exotic glaives. I want to use the the healing one. I want to use that one. I want they better fix that because well, those, those are useless. rebuilt. So hopefully yeah. they are. So that's next season though. Yeah? Yep. Yeah, next season, I don't know what they're going to be doing. We get LFG, we get a new dungeon, we get some story to lead into Final Shape, which is usually a banger story going into an expansion. Mm-hmm. Like, Witch Queen was good. Post, Pre-Witch yeah. Queen was good. Seraph was good. Yeah. yeah. Arrivals was still pretty good for story. Like, yeah. there are, they got to have some story, and I don't think I've felt more clueless about what it could be at this point. It's yeah. really weird. Yeah, because we, we don't really have a, a, a lead up. Oh, yeah, and the Thorn Catalyst. Forgot about that. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes. like, my idea. Curb your enthusiasm, starring Crow. I mean, <laughs> I want to see the alternate. I just want to like peek into the alternate universe because I just want to see what that plays out like. Because I want to yeah, see Bungie break the fourth wall, go hilarious with mm-hmm. Crow. The opening of him watching the trailer and pans out, oh, boo, and just like, cuts, <laughs> like that don't, was don't, don't, perfect. Da, 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 da. <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> I would, I would love to peek into that alternate reality. Um, that's about all I got, though. I think we kind of mm-hmm. yeah, covered quite it. a bit, I would say. Yeah, man. Fun to be back. I, I must admit, it felt good to get caught up and consistent. But yeah, to your point, just got to see where this thing's going to go because I really am clueless. You, you said it perfectly. Normally, we know exactly that lead up right before that season. That's going, And I'm like, well, this was it. Well, so what you going to do now? Like, okay. So it's clearly, you know, we'll see. Veil. Better not be Zivu yet, hopefully, because we need Kill to Zivu in a dungeon? I really hope Yo, not. They do that. I mean, a dungeon <laughs> would be at least a little bigger fight than a season, but I'm like, I think it's Zivu's. Uh, Zivu's got to be like episode three. Later. I think that's where yeah. that's going to be. Yeah, she's got to be later. But we'll see. Only thing I'm wondering now is if I'm going to buy like a direct drive steering wheel and spend all the money on a crazy rig, because I'm having fun. Buy and the, then buy the chair. Mm, so logitech that's my recommendation by the by the chair that you can bolt bolt it all to yeah that way you're not and the and the pedals yep. because you get your dude i've used one of those and i've been dreaming about buying one for a really long time but i just don't have room for it in my san francisco home so the one that i was life. looking at logitech actually just dropped a new one and it's like uh it's got different like heights for sitting position, which would be good for like different people if they come over for different heights, but also the way it will like collapse and fold up. If you just like pop the steering wheel off, like it looks like it should fold together pretty well for storage as opposed. And it's just a slight step up from one my buddy has. Cause he has like a chair that's like on the lower end. Cause he got the really good wheel, but he needed a place to actually sit. Cause it's kind of like you said, you can't push the pedals away from you. But mm-hmm. then it's like, then you get into, do you go with like 
a steering wheel or a little little better steering wheel, then you get the pedals with the load cell. So it's actually a little more true brake pressure, not just the travel. And I'm like, there goes a thousand dollars. It's not there hard to go. spend a thousand dollars. And and I'm just like easy. I see no problem. Do your thing, man. I see, this is an absolute win. This <laughs> yeah, game, bruh. I was like, if one of my if my sponsored video can hold on to its legs for a little bit longer, maybe. But yeah, I'll say two things to add fuel to the fire. Oh, good. Please do. One that Ains has been playing it on controller and he says that it feels absolutely amazing. And mm-hmm. two, I read an article recently. Was it an article or was somebody just telling me this who works in the industry? Somebody was telling me or I read it somewhere that apparently people are performing better on the wheel than with mouse, keyboard or gamepad. Oh, which you 100 will. That's crazy, which is I, crazy that they're performing I told, better. I, I would have never guessed you, that. I told y'all were laughing at me when I interviewed Chris. Asaki I would have said that. I would have never you guessed know, that. Though. The wheel will make it. Like my buddy has a wheel, and even it's the, it's even just like I mean, I'm sitting here. I'm like, my dexterity is reasonable. I'm 40, mm. but it's still pretty good. But it's like it's literally just when you're like, oh, you want to start a turn, you go chink, and you can just hold the turn the entire mm. time if it's a long sweeper or something like that. And then it's also the feel of a brake pedal. Yeah. Instead of just the travel of the triggers, it's not distance of like this. It's actual muscle memory of how hard you brake. And that's mm. why when you get into the load cell, and that's why like the wheels can be decent, but the pedals are almost almost more important from what I've actually heard. That's but, why they said they rebuilt it from the ground up. They said they, 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 the wheels guys had a disadvantage prior yeah. forces. Well, I mean, you've also Absolutely. got like iRacing, I, I, I Assetto Corsa, like sim racing is blowing up, especially with the expansion of like Formula One and the Americas is really popular with Drive to Survive and all that stuff. So you've got, I mean, Logitech came out with a direct drive one and this thing's sitting here. I'm looking at it. I'm like, ow. Yeah, do it. Do it. That's a big Man. money drop. And I'm like, I know it's hey, probably it's a game a, I will play. It's a, a platform lot. that's going to evolve. I literally said that in my of review. The generation. Literally said that in my review. I was like, "This is going to be a platform." There's no number on the box. This is what mm-hmm. they're going to support for years to come. I get that. Got it's invest. just not a small amount of money. That's all I'm saying. Do it. Do it. You're a big time YouTuber. Do it. Big time YouTuber. Thanks. <laughs> big time, bro. Honeycomb. Come on. Do it. Get the plaque. Let's go. Get the plaque. Blow it all. Well, you want to know the worst it. part is right now? Like Logitech is doing a sale. He doesn't for... brush his teeth. So he has the plaque. <laughs> oh, the oh. <laughs> I was the like, <laughs> I was one or two seconds slow on that one, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's like uh, too many dad jokes at that point. No, Logitech is no. doing a sale. So they're like 15% off one item. So it takes the wheel down by like 150 bucks. There and then go. it's 30% off the second item, which takes the pedals down oh, a so it's yeah, like it is. you're almost saving what the chair is gonna cost, and I'm like, but it's only for a few more days, and I'm just like, oh, let's go, let's go, that's it, uh, it's that's rough, it. man, that's it, man. Come on, man, ramen noodles. For I don't like buy two that. Weeks. I Come don't on. buy that much stuff. Like I don't <laughs> buy suits and clothes, and I wear a bunch of like shitty t-shirts. Let's go, big time. You work hard, bro. You need this. I'm Racing is your favorite. It. Let's go. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's the way to play those games. It's more just like the long term, but also I'm like. You know, put the wheel back there, and I'm sitting there like maybe I get to play Lords of the Fallen soon, or when it does come out on next week, then I play that one. And then if I'm playing other stuff, it's bro unboxing video wheel. Let's go more unboxing more pay for itself. comparison to the controller. There it is. Yep, controller versus thing. The difference is come on. I just gave you content, bro. You let me. 
Come on. What I need, set up an LLC. This is now a business expense for the channel. Bam. Taxes. <laughs> Travis is trying to Jedi mind me into buy it or not buy it. I was like, which way are you trying to like turn the switch right now? Which way are we going? I think you're about to find out. Send us some. Okay. Yeah, you're going to do that. That's, that's, that's a go. Aww. <laughs> Buddy. There we go. That's what's up. That was not necessary. There we go. God, the fun has started. There it is. Let's do it. The Ubantus Gaming Wheel Fund. I appreciate We're doing it. I appreciate Ubantus Gaming it. Wheel Fund. Everybody, yes. I come back Let's next go. week. Start, I come back next beer. week, and I'm just wearing a racing helmet for the entire podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lapel mic tucked up in here, so you guys can hear me. All I ask wheel. is that. There we go. We're starting it. Let's All go. I ask is. All we ask is that our faces go on your NASCAR when you make it big yeah. because you're, you know, you're sponsored by us. Okay, so that's fair. That's fair. Got to pl- got to plaster your suit and your racing wheel. Guys. Oh, it's coming in. It's coming. There you go. See, we're doing it. He's getting that <laughs> wheel, baby. That's it. Oh, he's up in the game. All right. He's calling geeks with the $20 super chat. OG TK Cole with the $10 right. super chat and Travis, the OG wheel fund starter with the ten dollar super chat thank you very That's much right, guys. thank you very much all you guys i i am so on the fence because i've used my buddies for formula one and it is like i sat down and like he's faster than me because he's been playing the game a lot but i'm just like i mean i sent you guys the video of me driving on a track cog what are you doing going in. It's cog going over in, here with the twenty dollar super chat Bro, you already got like 50 bucks or 60 bucks. Yeah, 60 bucks. Yeah, that's it, it, man. I guess I just have to buy it right now. Hold on. Let me go to the, do it. Let me the check, go to checkout. You know, the only, the only problem right now is the seat that I want is actually sold out. Oh, oh they're not interchangeable kind of. Like, oh, I mean, you can, but it was like, it's just how much the seats cost. Uh, That seats three and that's on the low end. Yeah. I looked at, they were usually like 300 bucks from the ones I saw. Yeah, and that's the, the low like end. 200. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, there's fifteen hundred, twenty five hundred dollar seats, triple monitor Damn. rigs, two thousand oh. dollar just direct drive motors on top of a Formula One wheel with like five hundred dollar pedals. Like, oh, just start thing. running up the tally if you want to go crazy. That's why this I was like, thing. I am trying not to go that crazy. Good thing Chris Sharp isn't here. Mm-hmm. Chris oh, Sharp yeah, has Christ. already already sent me halfway to purchase this thing this thing with his support previously so he's been Let's he's been a legend go. in the donations so um all right well on your guys amazing generosity i'm gonna probably try to wrap this thing up see his uh <laughs> yeah but uh travis uh what you got cooking what's in the oven sir Yes. Uh, so I've got two previews that went live this week. One is for um, Frostpunk 2, which is the mm. sequel to a really cool um, kind of society simulator game. And the second one is, uh, as my my headline was, uh, less frost and more punks in Frostpunk 2. <laughs> um, and uh, I also did a preview for a game called The Alters, which is a really interesting game where a guy is marooned on a planet and has to make clones of himself to survive and rebuild uh, his space station, uh, which is pretty interesting. So you get to see a character with a whole bunch of different alternate versions and different life paths and stuff. Um, yeah, the original Frostpunk is amazing. Such a good I game. I heard that was like um, kind of like a... That sounded like a dragon outside. Yo, that's how, that's how I heard it. I was like, damn! <laughs> oh my all, god, I'm, Here guys. we go! 
That's right. We're doing Reginald it. Reginald Brown with there. the $49.99 with the That's super right. chat. It's literally already over 100 bucks, guys. This is Reginald is oh. matching all donations whoa, made today. Whoa. I don't know if he committed to that. <laughs> Travis, just, Travis just spent some of your money. Apparently, I'm sorry. Apparently, he just doubled the fund. I mean, that's pretty sick. much, but geez. Um, yeah. Uh, and then uh, my next review is The Lords of the Fallen, which goes live on the 12th of October. I can't talk about it before then, but I'm going to have a lot to say and I'm probably going to beat the game tomorrow. Um, I'm going to play tonight, but I don't think I'm close enough to beat it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'll have lots to say when that happens. Um, yeah, that's it. Follow me on Twitter. Tag guy Travis or X mm-hmm. or whatever we're calling it these days. <laughs> Be careful with the X's out here, man. <laughs> Just don't search. Right. Don't search yeah, X too many times. You might it's fall. Called Twitter, Twitter X slash A slash Cast e money slash from Outsanity. There's Outsanity. Yeah. Salute. Yeah. Ten dollars super chat from Outsanity for some gas money. Mm. Gas okay. Money. I don't know how many people have seen this movie. It's not the best movie. Mm-hmm. There is one scene in it though that I really like. It's called Driven. Mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone. It's an indie car movie. And there is a point to where Sylvester Stallone is like the retired driver and he's got to come back and help the young kid. Mm-hmm. Old school, like, I mean, that's the trope for sure. But there is a point where he has to come back and kind of prove that he's still got like the driving chops. Gotcha. And, oh, he, and he's out there doing his like demo lap. And like he goes out there, burns out of the pits and kind of working through what he's doing. And they're like, what'd you give him? And it's just like gas money. And it's like. And that's all he gave him. And then he goes through and does this ridiculous over the top thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one of those little the moments. Like it's it. a line. It's a, a little tiny line in that movie. And it's just like well delivered, short and sweet. But it's just like it's perfect. It's just like it's an indie car. It's like gas money is ridiculous. But what'd you give him? Gas money. Yes. <laughs> and it's just like one of those. So. No, it's, it's I have unfortunately seen it. I see as I was like, I never said it was a great now when they're driving through the city, that is actually legit. They're driving two indie cars, probably very like indie. Um yeah, it's an older movie. There's one song in there in the soundtrack that I kind of hit a jam to, and it's got some real cheesiness to it. Like honestly, the Gran Turismo movie recently was actually pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Um driven, cheese ball, but you know. Sometimes you need a good cheese ball. More. Yeah, it's got uh, Ronnie Bass from uh, Remember the Titans. Mm. The sunshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got I him in there. So nice. But it's it's a fun little. It ain't Days of Thunder. See exactly like there are. It's it's, it's not okay. Fast and Furious. Can't, yeah, fast can't and beat it. Yeah. Uh, Days of Thunder, also a great movie. That's like Nicole Kidman, Tom Cruise kind of getting started, but Days of Thunder is a good one. Days of Thunder is one of those, like, you tell, you say, like, Tom Cruise did a NASCAR movie, and you're like, what? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but it's actually a pretty good one. Uh, it's uh, Who's the other one? Is it Randy Quaid? I think it might be. I'm saying it hmm. wrong, though. See, okay. What you Shout out on, to Tom? last week. Yeah. <laughs> Last week, we like did, crazy. last week we did nothing but talk about movies for literally two hours. Yeah, James it was a whole was movie here. show. Last week was IRL Guardian, so that was a fun one. Uh, Robert Duvall, Randy Quaid, Carrie Elliott, Michael Rooker, Nicole Kidman, Tom Cruise. Like the cast is, it's solid. It's a good movie. Uh, what are you working on, Cog? Any you? I'm actually happy. Like rare. <laughs> the only thing I got going is we got to. Me and Maddie have to do our annual 
uh, gaming physical? studio. I thought you were gonna say <laughs> what physical? <laughs> You're like annual. F- I'm like annual physical. Like what do you guys got a fantasy fantasy uh, gaming studio fantasy draft? So it's oh. like what we do is we go through. We think what games are going to come out next year, and then you. But it's like we have these little caveats. Now you have to say whatever the date is. You have to guess the month, and then yeah, if it's going to have oddly a... specific on some of those. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah. so, you get bonus oh, are you points. Doing like now you're going for like. Please tell him to not put Fable on that list for next year. Oh, I told him he was Dude. shooting for the stars. He had Fable, State of the Game. Was that the one you recorded yesterday? Was that Duke's yesterday? We didn't. No, we we haven't recorded the oh, new okay. one yet. We good. This last be time he was. Wait, yeah, bro. Wait. He, he was. He I'm like, bro, like no. Xbox's record year for bro, all he, time. I, like it would have been <laughs> if the releases came out that he said. Grown men would have been crying in, in the shit faces. It would have been like Xbox Field of Dream. I'm like, bro, none of that's happening. Not like all of what you like. Phil Spencer wants like a solid Xbox Studios game per quarter. He wanted the biggest bangers every month. It was <laughs> so, so I knew I, I smoked him. I smoked him. I was I like doubled his score. I was okay, like, I was like, yeah, I yeah. knew I knew he was not going to win that one. There, so, so I know now he's learned his lesson. So we got to we got to do our thing now. So we're going to predict for 2024 again the games that we think Xbox Game Studios are going to come out with. You know what the potential release month is, and then um, where are you where are you drafting Hellblade? I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But and then we got to see how one of them goes. I guess too. Those, about, those yeah, it's a lot of stuff. One of you each is going to get one of those. I think. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be fun. It's always fun to do that one. So we got that, and then um, yeah, ILP this Sunday, just talking about the news, all the latest stuff going on. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I actually get a chance to catch up on some games. So I want to get back to um, Phantom Liberty. Um, start that up. I need to play that whole right. damn thing. I'm gonna, so I'm, gonna I started... back, I'm gonna get back to that after Lords of the Fallen. I was having fun with it before. Yeah, Travis, I never did. A lot better. Yes, I always did Street Kid, and I started out as corporal. I'm like, oh, I love this. This is just shysty, evil. I'm all about the corporate concept. I, I heard. I've now seen all of the intros, and I heard mm-hmm. that. Uh, the whatever the one where you're a car guy nomad or something yeah. nomad yeah i heard that nomad was the best one so i did that really? one on the advice of everyone else and i mm. disagree <laughs> i was mm. just like eh, i, I think street i think the for the one. few yeah. hours i did that one to start i was like yeah i'll try eh. something else when i go back yeah i was yeah, like yeah i, I I kind of I Corpo is interesting. I but I to me honestly Street Kid just street feels kid's like fun. the most organic choice. Yeah, Street so, yeah. Kid was fun. Now, this is a question for you guys. I have seen mm-hmm. some tweets say it's like as Phantom Liberty's come out and people are getting back into that one, mm-hmm. what is that does that has that affected your thoughts on Starfield at all? Mm, I think it has I will say this. Mm-hmm. I was very happy this week in the IGN uh black uh, somebody posted a Reddit thread that was a bunch of people going, hey guys, now that Starfield's been out for a while, I think we all owe IGN an apology for the review. <laughs> and I was like, and uh, the vast majority of the comments were like, yep, yeah, I mean, I could see an eight, but a seven is definitely not a crazy choice. And there was actually more backlash in that thread to the people that gave it a perfect score because they were just like, really a perfect score for this game? Like, I, yeah, I don't see how anybody score. I don't see how anybody could give this game a 10 out of 10. No. And it was sort of talking about all of the different outlets that gave it a 10. And, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. history is kind to you. And I think the IGN review is a lot closer to my opinion than a lot of the reviews that are out there day one of the Starfield review. So I think in mm-hmm. retrospect, people are starting to realize that, you know, it was 
It was what it was. It's crazy how quickly Starfield has completely dropped off the conversation. Yeah. I mean, it dominated for like two weeks, and I see nothing of it now. I don't see it people is talking dominating about it on, at all. on on Xbox as far as most games play, but on Steam, I heard it's technically busted. <laughs> like the reviews, I don't know. Like, oh, yeah, reviews, I heard this. Maybe yeah, I heard the Steam reviews. Yeah, they, they're getting bombed. But for me, as far as your question, I mean, um, top top played on Xbox is a pretty small group of. It's a it's a small plurality. Of, I mean, I can't on. wait. All, man. I got all seven mic. players on Xbox. Five. I mean, that's just my goal. It's not that that, was, that was pure savage. We go. We go. Let that go. But uh, you know what I will say though is like, we were, I'm an Xbox player. This is like, we, for me. we had I mean, some big games, but I will say stuff like Cocoon and Sea of Stars, mm-hmm. like some indies that have been damn near nine, like nineties and nines and stuff like that. I'm like, that's the stuff I do love to see. Like those type of gems getting all the love. Oh, yeah. That's oh, those yeah. are some of the ones I want to play before the end of the year. That'll be like my yeah. November, December time frame. No, but I was gonna say to your point, in fairness to Starfield, um Cyberpunk had three years <laughs> to fix a busted game that literally did not work at yeah. launch. It was one of the travesties in gaming. It got delisted from a thing. So let's let's pump the brakes. Oh, no. <laughs> I know everybody likes where it's at now. I'm I'm all for it, bro. I'm so championing them. What did they, they did like uh 25 million some crazy yeah, stuff today that they I had saw. a big i think it was i am right. so for them but um yeah i mean look it, it is what it is i think with yeah. um starfield, a, a more fair comparison would be to compare starfield in three years to what cyberpunk yeah. is yes. right now exactly and i yeah. i do think starfield will be a forever game with the mods expansions and things that they add to it you know what i'm saying and that it'll eventually get to what maybe they wanted to do because i my my issue is more the procedural stuff i have no desire to go to it so i feel there's a huge chunk of the game i'm not even playing because i have it is no incentive for me i i want to do the questing and do all that stuff so yeah i'm with you guys on that it it, will see like three years down the road how does starfield evolve improve or whatever i think i think i think it i think it will be a good game in a while it's just like at launch the people who were saying it was like the best game ever like Paul Tassi's review, I read that, and I was just like, I mean, more power to him. Everybody yeah. got their opinion, but I'm like, I don't see it, man. I played a lot of that game, and I'm like, yeah. Very polarizing. So, yeah. It's polarizing. Yeah, yeah it's it like, is. It's one, those, it's one of those games where it either clicks with you or it doesn't. Yeah, or, it doesn't. Yeah. More, more common, it doesn't click with you for a long time, and then you stick with it, and eventually you, you like start to like it more. So Yeah, it is kind of one of the... I think what I saw was a tweet that probably prompted this whole question was it it is showing that like the dialogue between you and another person, that mm-hmm. stuff's getting old. And I mean, you it was a, it was a comparison. I think he was taught. I don't know if it was who he, the character was talking to, but it's like the animations of how the person's move and they walk up, light a cigarette oh, in the creation middle of dialogue. Energy. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. yeah I agree with that piece I agree with of that. it yeah. specifically, that yeah, won't creation age well. shows his age on that. I agree with that. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, horizon zero dawn, when I looked it up for my review, I'm like, Aloy and this character like showing just emotion in the face and everything. And then I saw something where like the eyes don't smile. Have you? Mm-hmm. Guys, yeah. I don't know if you guys ever watched How I Met Your Mother, but it's the um, the captain, and they're going through trying to figure out why he's so scary. And they're like, he's smiling, and then up here it's like he wants to kill you, and he's like going back and forth, and it's like the eyes don't smile in Starfield. And somebody showed me that, and I'm like, oh. and that like broke everything. But it's mm-hmm. it's those a moments. Devel- a developer explained why the eyes don't smile in Starfield. Really? Starfield, yeah. A developer actually, IGN published an article based on this tweet thread. But a developer who does animations was like, "Here is exactly why 
the Starfield characters look dead eyed and he did like some like graphing. He, like, he, like, he like explained Ooh. like this is why you feel weird when you look into these characters' eyes. Uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So like I mean that's why I was like I had subtitles on and I was just reading the subtitles the whole time because I would much rather listen to the voices which Jesus. were well done. No, but like I was listening yeah, to the voices. Like wow. The voice the voice acting's good, but the, yeah, the voice faces are is, the faces are a struggle sometimes to look at on a lot odd. of the characters. They remind me of Mass Effect Andromeda a little bit. <laughs> you guys are scarred. I guess I didn't have that experience. But I hey, like I like the game. It, but it was like, probably seven or eight for me, but yeah. yeah. But it's also like Baldur's Gate this year might, I mean, that could be game of the year for a lot of outlets yeah, and stuff like that, one. just because it's, I don't have time to play that game, but man, I would like, Baldur's I've, so I have mm-hmm. not played that, but I was like, for, to ever like do like my own little D and D campaign, it just seems like whatever you choose, it's going to have some type of consequence. Because I've heard well, you can mess up some faction, and you come back to some area later, and you don't have like support forces to call in. I'm like, and that was hours ago. It's not like you can go reload a save or mm-hmm. anything. So, oh yeah, yeah. I have uh, I have sixty hours in that game, and I feel like I haven't played it either. I heard I heard it was like hundred and fifty. Like if you're really going to go through it, like for real, dude. I I I don't even think I made it through Act One. Yeah, I've heard that Act One is easily like, takes hell long, dude. It takes hell long. Then again, I was playing on the hardest difficulty because I'm a yeah, I'm a you're savage. You're savage. You're savage. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. For me, um, hopefully, I do get a chance to have access to Lords of the Fallen so I can get something ready for next week. You'll get it tomorrow. We're getting yeah. a stack of codes. Hopefully, um, my goal is to play that over the weekend, trying to get something prepped for launch and a tips video and a guide, and see what I can help with on that one again. And I did get a code for Assassin's Creed. Still have never played one. This might be a nice weird place to start, I've heard. But you've never played an Assassin's Creed game ever? Big old goose egg. Wow. Ebontis doesn't play games. I thought we went over this, Cog. I played a lot of Destiny for too many years and I have missed them stuff, okay? Yeah. Yeah. And that's like a franchise. He's a fake gamer girl with cat ears. You know, the cat. uh, Don't give him the cat ears and the thing. Come on. I'll put the cat. So next yeah. time, what's going to yeah. happen? I'm going to be in a racing chair with a racing seat and cat ears on my helmet. Yeah, and you like that. Don't forget to sell your bathwater too. Oh, you got to do that. I'll bottle it up. I'll bottle yeah, it up. Bottle it up. What's the going rate? Negative four five forty five hundred dollars. I have to pay people money to look at this stuff. Hilarious. I mean, I am a cheetah. That's fair. I need the cheetah ears. Is what I need. I need cheetah ears. That would be good. I think I would have to. I think that would be my last episode. The episode where Ibanta shows up with cheetah ears over his uh, head. So I'd be like, "All right, I'm I'm out. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna head out, y'all. Peace." Oh no! Don't do this to me. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Some point, right, I might, I'm gonna head go. out. All right. Thank yeah. you, po- uh, chat. You guys have been amazing for this last like half hour of ridiculousness. Um, Cosplay is American Stig. There you go. Uh, there you go. Yeah. But yeah, for episode number 266, I think now, mm-hmm. or seven. It might be 267. I might need to update the number. Anyway, yeah, we, for we the episode of October 5th, it we're, has we're been. Missing, we're missing a, a word. <laughs> the last word. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one, everybody. See y'all. Have a good one.